Hello, this is the Conventional Podcast. You'd think going to conventions is easy. However, they're anything, anything but. but. Holy shit, we finally blew our budget of 550 and a half. God damn. 550 and a half. I have a hay penny. So you mean it's $5.50 and a penny because we don't have $550. Don't God, lie to I people wish. like that. I know. I'd barely have that for rent. Fuck you. <laughs> But yeah, we blew our budget this time. We got the good shit. We are coming for you live from Elmhurst College, and we are wholly grateful for everything that we are getting right now. <laughs> yes, thank you, Ilya, for letting us use the recording studio for the day. Also, You're welcome. Yay. Also, thank you, Nate, because I don't even know you. Yes, he's helping shit. Ilya, and it is, he is, his help is greatly appreciated. No problem, y'all. We have a lot to talk about this month. Holy crap. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm putting interesting in the biggest amount of quotations right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this one's going to this one's gonna be a throwback for a lot of people in this room. So this is going to be Throwback kind of, to a degree, yeah. Yeah, throwback to a lot of degrees if you think about it. <laughs> the last time I was in college. Ugh. Anyway, so. Well, seeing as we are in a college, yeah, it's definitely yeah. the biggest of throwbacks right now. I haven't been to college in like 10 years. <laughs> I know, right? Even though I'm technically in college right now, but we don't talk about y- that. You're anyway. getting another degree, so. I mean, another four, thank you very much. Well, t- technicalities. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So let's hop into our monthly updates really quick. Yeah, so let's talk about aliens. Oh, aliens. And Area 51 memes are plenty. Yeah, so. End of June, there was a Facebook event that went live, and I've been invited to it at least like three times now by three different people to go storm Area 51 so we can go see all the fun little aliens that are inside Area 51. I'm telling you, there's Pokemon in there. I don't give a shit what see, you said. See, I'm fine with Pokemon being in there, because that means I can finally get a Dragonair. No, dude, I don't think you're going to get a Dragonair from Area 51. you got to at least go to the ocean. Go to Loch Ness. Shit, they got like 50 of them in there, apparently. I'm, they probably do. That'd be kind of the shit. If, if we ever get a chance to do Pokemon Go around the world, I want to see if Loch Ness just has <laughs> a shit ton of Dratini just at all just times. Just all the dragon Pokemon are out there. Yep. It's like, find all the mythical dragon Pokemon at Loch Ness Lake. And there's one Charizard just fucking off somewhere. Well, he gets a dragon type in Gen 5. Fuck you and your Gen 5 bullshit. Red and blue for life. I like Gen 2 and Gen 3 and Gen 4. Gen 5 is questionable. Gen 7 is good. Sun I, and Moon was too easy. I was pretty easy. I'm not going to lie to you. They kind of handhold you oh, to yeah. that game. So. Well, all right. So let's hop on to the next part. Ramen Con. Jax and I will be at Ramen Con. Somehow. Well, I, I know I'm going to be there. I, I have the hot pepper panel, oh, yeah. which kind of ties into today's topic, which we'll be getting into in a bit. Oh, because yeah. we're talking about panels today. Yep. But I'll have my hot pepper panel, and I'll be doing that once again. And then Jax and I will be there. And then we have talked about spinning a couple panel ideas to Ramen Con, and we see if they will accept them or not, because that's the big question of the day, is if they will accept our panel. We have that. We also have an awesome announcement. We decided to make a Patreon for all of our lovely listeners to you know, help us not die. And, you know, grow this bitch. Yeah, Jax actually went through this with me, and we worked on tiers and setting up goals. Uh, we have donation amounts at the $1, 3 5 and $10 tiers. For the price of exactly one taco in Illinois, <laughs> you can support us. A taco is $1. That is not Who said a, it a was lie. $1? Shit. <laughs> Go to the north side. They're ten bucks a pop. Not even joking. Well, you usually get three dollars if you're spending that much. Oh well, yeah, the true that. For ten, so I'm I'm just saying. True. For the price of exactly one coffee in Starbucks, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can support us for a month. That's yep. not wrong. But and then we also have incentive goals like 
basically getting new equipment. Making sure that we can actually sound like this every time. Jesus. Uh, and then eventually traveling more and maybe maybe going international if we somehow hit that very high goal because that, oh, yeah. that's not a cheap goal that's a very high goal I'm, I'm not that's a couple years off realistically i may have family in every single fucking continent but that doesn't mean they like me so we kind of gotta support ourselves every once in a while yeah you're not wrong yeah so unfortunately oh, this yeah. week there was a tragedy that we should talk about unfortunately because we are a convention based podcast and we talk about anime conventions a lot Unfortunately, there was a fire this week at one of the big animation studios in Japan. We just want to express our well wishes and our thoughts that, that they go out to them because, unfortunately, uh, the fire took about 35 lives and it yeah. caused damage to 30 more who are in the hospital right now. Yeah. The story goes that it was an arson attack and holy crap was... I can't even express how sad Yeah, so the this. person who did the attack... The reason he did it was because he thought that Kyoto Animation stole his work for Sound Euphonium, but that wasn't the case at all. So he set fire to the building through like a flammable agent, and then there were a lot of horror stories hmm. that went out about it. But apparently, everyone thought the building would be fine because they do fire tests pretty regularly in Japan, but no, those are for like small contained fires. Those aren't really like yeah. arson attacks. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the families that were affected by, by the Kyoani fire. Yes. Yes. Because that was huge hmm. in the middle of this week, unfortunately. Yep. Let's <laughs> hop into reviews really quick. A lot of, re well, not really a lot there, of reviews. There's, There's quite th a few. There are three. There are three. All right, so hop into your two uh, first, and then we'll do the last one. Really? Yeah. You want to do it that way? Okay. Yeah, trust me. So... I'm going back into my fun little tangent once again because, what was it, two episodes ago or was it three episodes ago where I talked about Sir Magical Index 3? We only have like five episodes prior. It could have been any of them at this point. But anyways, I, I gush about that for like, what, five minutes? I'm about to gush about it again, spoiler alert. Certain Scientific Accelerator came out because Accelerators is one of the best characters from a certain magical index. I think that you should give it a watch because I think it's very good. The first two episodes are out on Crunchyroll right now. It's a solid story based on the first act of Sir Magical Index, and it picks off from the arc in season one after Accelerator got shot in the head, and he's in the hospital, and it basically goes over the events after that and carries on. Accelerator is the most powerful Esper, and he has vector powers. It's extremely interesting and what he can do, and the angles they take with him are very interesting. So if you have the time, I'd recommend watching that. And then the other thing since we recorded last that I got back from Anime Expo is I saw Spider-Man 2 Far From Home, the newest Marvel movie. That movie was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Uh, I was a little disappointed that they didn't go with the multiverse theory because the nerdy side of me was really excited. It was hoping that they would do that because then you could have like three Spider-Mans in one movie. And no, that, you but... wanted Spider-Verse 2. That's what you really wanted. I mean, you're not wrong. Spider-Verse Spider 1 was great, but Spider-Verse 2 with like the all the live action actors would have been great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just... And, and, and seeing how they would retcon like the different Fantastic Four groups and how Captain America and and the Human Torch were the same actor, that kind of would have been hilarious if they, like, ever went through that angle. <laughs> no, no, no. Because <laughs> no, they, no, they, they had the same actor playing two different parts. So like, it could, in theory, work and have well, yeah. hilarity ensue. No, didn't you have the meme of Captain America being pointed towards the Human Torch and they're just going at <laughs> each other Spider-Man style? Yeah, no, that, that'd be great. For Mysterio, I thought they did him well, and I thought, like... 
we're closing phase three of the Marvel movies, and now we have like a two-year break. They pulled it off pretty well. It was pretty enjoyable. And I'm glad they brought back a certain someone in the after credit scenes. I don't want to spoil it for you, but... You spoiled this movie. I'll hurt you. Yeah, but but he he was great, and I was glad to see him back. And I was like, yay, he's back. So, mm. exciting. All right, so it's my turn. Yes. And for that, we're actually going to bring in one of our guests for this one. Hey, Brad, you like Black Clover? Yes, actually, I do. Hey, guys, Brad Duct Tape Hale here, and uh, I've been brought on as a guest... I am going to have some fun gushing over Black Clover, because I you just mean, recently got into it. You mean Harry Potter Naruto, the animu? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Cause that's a really good way to put it. Because when we were working on the swords at your place, you and I were watching it on and off while we were sanding yeah, and I cutting Marathon, things. man, that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's like, uh, I've been watching the past couple days. I usually watch anime in the background when I work on projects. And yeah, it, it, it's very much a Harry Potter, Naruto mix. I mean, it's, it's the next generation of Shonen Ai stuff. It's no different... Most anime, if you look at it deep enough, is going to be a copy of another or it's inspired by another. But everyone was always like, uh, Asta always screams all the time. And I'm like, but not really. I mean, he really screams less than Naruto does. Most of the time it's all like, oh, Nanao, Detabao, or the Believe It stuff. Yeah. But uh, it's decent. I mean, it's cliche, but it's it's worth watching. I like the whole... Um, I mean, eventually you'll fall into a shonen anime trope at some point because most shonens do they're tropes for a reason <laughs> I, I like the fact that he kind of wisens up a lot quicker than and before i say this i'm not bashing uh boku no hero or my hero but i did not like the fact that they made deku cry so much for so long because it's like i get the point but they drug it on too long yeah i get that he's emotional about it and that he's like finally achieving his dreams but like he's crying like every chance he can about it and i'm like i, okay. I, I get it i understand the viewpoint yeah. but, it but it's like austin kind of sobered up a little bit yeah. quicker than that like oh he's, he's a shouty brat and i'm like yeah but he sobered up after a couple episodes he's like okay people don't like it when i shout too often i get it i'm annoying yeah and then they did that i'm just like oh it was so much better that that was like the one meta moment in the series that made me happy where he's like yeah no i i, I yell a lot yeah I, I like it he openly admits it goes okay i get it i'm loud yeah. i'm annoying yeah yeah but no like when you were talking about how asta or no deku cries a lot i had to sit back and think to myself so you're telling me that deku is just shinji just stronger yeah kind you're of. not wrong yeah get in the fucking robot Shinji. oh well well speaking of that voice let's introduce maddie while she's here Screw it, let's introduce all our guests yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll skip ahead in the process but that's fine with me yeah no so maddie is also here with brad hello i am iron biohazard also known as maddie and I definitely look forward to all the shenanigans we'll get into today. Yeah, there will I'm be sure plenty we'll of plenty. insults and screaming matches, and probably old people talking. We should forever refer to her as Binky this entire podcast. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> Binky the disgruntled one. <laughs> Binky has been angered. Binky smash. <laughs> You were talking about the whole uh, the different parallel actors for the Marvel verse. I wanted to. Uh, I'm like. Uh, did you guys ever watch the Punisher movies? You know, yeah, I, I did. Since there's did. technically three Punisher actors, yeah. there was uh, Dolph Lundgren, there was Thomas Jane, and I can't remember. It, who it's the... Jane like um, Burnthrow now or something. Like um, that. He's the he's the Netflix one. Yeah. Well, they have the 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 one yeah the one with Shane from The Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, that's right. There's four, but the one who did the the last Punisher movie. Oh like, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Score, He's also in the Thor movies. He's one of the Warriors three. He's the big <laughs> really? bearded one. So yeah. you mean to tell me that the Punisher actually got acknowledged by Thor? Yeah, yeah, yes. he's the, he's the, oh, it's, 
I always remember him as the one that's supposed to be the blonde-haired and change the actors in the second film that has the more the fencing thing. There's oh, the I know dude. what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah. the big burly oh. dude. Mm-hmm. He's actually, uh, if you ever watched the movie Tangled, Finn's voice actor is his actor. It's uh, Zachary, uh, if I'm saying correctly, Levi? Yeah, yeah Zachary Levi. Yeah. Is uh, uh, Flynn Rider. But he's also the actor that plays. I can't remember it. He's the blonde one with the goatee. But I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't know his name either. But I know I, I can picture him like as you. But they've got multiple him. actors that bounce through. There's so many actors you see. Yeah, in the there back. are a lot. But on the Spider-Man Far From Home, I, I wanted to chime in. I'm like, oh, I haven't been introduced yet. Um, yeah, no, go for it. Speak my, your mind. Oh, there, there's there's just and it, it's not technically a spoiler because I'm not going to ruin it for Jax. The only thing that peeved me about that movie is that they. Spider Man's always very careful about his secret identity yeah. all the time. And the whole movie, he's just like, oh, my mask is off half the time and no one's really caring and we're yeah. not going to worry about it. I'm like, but after he goes to space, I guess he's like, I just don't care anymore. I've gone to space and I fought all these big galactic battles in the past movie. So it's like, I guess everything's free game here. Okay. What's the difference? So am I the only one that recognizes the fact that? This is slowly going with the original Civil War comics. Well, that was the whole thing too. They do, yeah. a, they do a thing in the movie that should have been done earlier. In Civil War, yeah, yeah. And that was it. Kind of threw me off, and I'm like, this kind of doesn't make sense to do this now. It would have made more sense to do it with Tony. Yeah, yeah. but because the yeah. whole thing was like Spider-Man was one of the first people to like unmask himself and be like, yeah. oh, I've yeah, that was a big deal in the comic storyline. And yeah, then he exactly. fucked his life over 24 mm-hmm. seven. But say, Levy. That's what Spider-Verse is for. You guys were also talking about the uh, the Area 51 thing in RamenCon. A lot of people, um, the past two years I've been doing the escape room at RamenCon. Yeah, and, you were talking to us uh, about that earlier, yeah. People been have been pestering Chris RamenCon that they need to do an Area 51 escape room. Oh, no, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and not that I'm against it, but memes are very fleeting. And yes, I know memes will never die. But the popularity of them could be fleeting. Yeah, they come and go very quick. Some can last a while, but some last as long as a week, and then it's something new. And it's not that I'm against doing an Area 51 escape room. I, I think that would be hilarious. But too many escape rooms are Area 51 escape rooms. Yeah. And you don't want the popularity to wane and people are like, oh, this isn't funny anymore. This is an old joke. But we are doing an escape room this year that is alien-themed. It's just a different alien. Kind of the whole in space, no one can hear you scream kind of aliens themes. Yeah, the one that had the movie trilogy in the 80s. <laughs> Where Geiger decided to make all of his nightmares reality, and all of his nightmares are very sexual at the same time. Yeah, his hell. art, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a talented artist. Yeah, he is. But he's very sex nuts, retard strong when it comes to his <laughs> art. Yeah. And I say that in a grammatical sense from Clerks, so if anyone gets mad at me, watch Ooh, the movie. speaking of that, Jam, Bob is getting a remake. I saw oh, that trailer, and I was Jay so excited. Bob yeah. 3. <laughs> you know, that's the funny thing, too. If you're involved enough in the cosplay community, I remember when the uh, the private shout-out from Kevin Smith went out in January. There was a – he actually filmed that at an actual convention, and he asked for anyone to show up dressed as Jay and Silent Bob. So there's going to be a giant cosplay cameo in that whole movie. That's going to be hilarious. Because he wow. wanted a bunch of people in the whole the, the big. There's a you can see on the trailer this giant panel room scene. Yeah, and there is. Those are all extras in the background that showed up with like maybe three days warning, kind of like what they did with Boondock Saints too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, uh, we're filming in two days. Anyone wants to show up to this church can do this, and yeah. they were like, there was a line all the way around the block for it. Because basically, it's a sequel to Jane. Silent Bob Strike Back because they're remaking the movie they did in that one. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> I like the comment they throw in. I'm like, I wonder what idiot's directing this one. I don't know. Probably some Kevin Smith, Smith. guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yay. 
references. No, 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 no. What was it? So, speaking of movies that I flipped the fuck out about and hated flipping the fuck out about, I finally got to see John Wick 3. Oh, my God, I'm, that movie was beautiful. I haven't it was watched beautiful, any of the but John I'm upset Wick about movies, it. I've actually. seen the first one. I just need to watch the second one and, of course, the third one. Okay, watch the first one. Watch the second one. She's seen the first. She hasn't seen the second. No, watch it over Yeah. because the third one doesn't make sense unless you watch them in a very weird light because oh. a lot of people are like, oh, well, this is the third movie. It has to be the end. No. No, it's not. Oh, no, no. There's a fourth one they're working yeah. on. Oh, I should be keeping that in mind because I haven't seen any of them. Like, I, I've been meaning to watch them, but it's like I, it's on one of those my to-do list type things. So when John Wick 1 initially came out, I had heard about it, and it was very quiet. It went under the radar, and uh, my stepdad had rented it. He says, oh, well, you like Keanu Reeves. It's a pretty good action film. Here, you borrow it, and you can just take back to Family Video tomorrow. And to those who don't know Family Video, although Dying Now is a video rental place, Similar to Blockbuster. Like yeah, Hollywood video, people. which are also It's one of the few that's actually still kind of survived, but <laughs> it's kind of going with the Redbox. So I borrowed it, and this was like three or four years ago, and I put it in one night while working on a project, and I watched it, and I'm like, oh my God, this is an awesome movie. And I watched it two more times that night. And it's one of those guilty pleasure ones. It's not too cliche action, but it's when you know it's Keanu Reeves is actually doing, I think they said the first one, he's doing 90% of his stunts. Mm-hmm. He's actually doing this for a 50-year-old guy, and it's like, wow, this is actually pretty decent. So Let's then, be real. Keanu Reeves is a goddamn Highlander. Pretty much. I mean, he's pretty I mean, you're not wrong. and takes care of himself. But, like, the second one came out. I got uh, Jeff, Jeff, the one who streams with me a lot, uh, went and saw it, and he goes, oh, this is really cool. So we went and saw the third one. And I went and saw the third one at Asin this year dressed as John Wick, and we got in real late because it was just a snafu of meeting everyone. Because I think Maddie is next to me. You guys went and saw uh, Detective Pikachu, right? Yeah. I still need to see that. Detective it's, Pikachu is great. I love Detective Pikachu. It's, it's better than I thought. I thought it was going to be campy, kidsy, but it was decent. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So, so we got in there, got in there late, walked in the theater. It was dark. Got in, and it was storming outside that night. It was thunderstorm. I remember that. So, and I'm not going to spoil anything, guys. You should go, go see John Wick 3. But the opening scene, it's literally storming. So the thunder light. And we're also in a brand new theater that has all those built-in subwoofers behind the seats at certain yeah. spots. So we could literally feel the storm behind us. And I'm like, wow. But you, we could also hear outside the storm was going too. But there's a scene at the end of the movie that those speakers were like, oh my God, this makes it feel like I've, I've shot guns in real life. It made it feel like I'm actually shooting it because yep. there is a shotgun scene in the movie that's so worth watching. I know. It's, I'm just kind of like, wait a sec, because I've, I've, been, I've been raised around firearms my entire life, so I know some of these things. I'm like, oh, I went through it. Oh my God, they're actually going with it. And you just see them going through with it. Uh, let's just say bulletproof armor makes an amazing scene. So, yep. Also, half of the techniques that they use in the movie oh oh my god are legitimate yeah it's not movie made up i mean these are legitimate fighting styles yeah and it's just like holy shit i I could just watch it all day long yeah and i i I legit watch john wick just do different stances and actual techniques i'm just like this is a good day or like the training videos they have of him on the internet actually doing the real firearms training yeah and knife training too Oh, man. Because it's cool to watch the training videos. Because, like, I would watch them with Jackie Chan, too. And you just see him doing all the training and stuff he goes through. So, that it's just fascinating to just watch that all day. <laughs> well, I think what was the second film, Keanu did 95% of his stunts. And he almost did all of his stunts in the third. I think there was some, there was one stunt they wouldn't let him do. And it was some car-evolved one. It was one of the ones getting hit by a car. Yeah. They wouldn't let him do that. Like, so. bro, we all work with, we all seen what happened to Brandon Lee. 
sit your ass down for five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stunts hurt. We just came from L.A. You went to AX. Yeah. We were there before AX and could have. Well, I was there before AX, too. You went to Disney. I went to Universal. So we were at the same Actually, area. Actually, when did you go to Universal? On <laughs> uh, Monday, Monday, the second. We were very close to each other because yeah, we, we were. were at Warner Brothers Studio that day. Oh, you were? <laughs> Because yep. it was it was very much a fluke. We were planning on going out there in October for TwitchCon. Oh, okay. And uh, Manny and I are big fans of Game Grumps. And yeah, I saw that you weren't there for the, yeah. the garage sale because I saw you buying all the items on Facebook, and I was like, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fun, but it was just kind of one of those. It was like we spotted it two weeks before, and Maddie's like, we're going, and I'm like, oh hey, they're doing a garage sale, and she just looked up from her desk with. Mother of God, hell will stop me before we make it out I there. I want to finally meet Susie. Well, it's like every time we've gone to a Grumps event, Susie is going, and then something happens, and she doesn't go. So it's like, okay, I'm, I'm game for it. And it initially was only supposed to be a two to 300-person thing, and we got out there, and Aaron made an advertisement. Which was a mistake. Two days before, because we chatted with their, their manager, Brent, and he's like, I really wish Aaron hadn't posted that. We had just enough advertisement. It was good enough. They only rented a building that fits 200 people in it. Oh, more than that showed up, I'm willing to bet. thousand plus people showed up. So it was big enough the city came and shut it down. Damn. The city Yikes. of L.A. Yeah, that, shut that's, it down. that's pretty big then because you have to do a lot to get their attention, especially with the lines at AX Lewis. <laughs> well, that was the whole thing too is that if uh, we had mentioned we were going like a week before and our friend Lexi's like because we'd already put our work time off in for it. And our friend Lexi's like, well, I'm an exhibitor. I was going to say I got two extra badges if you guys want to stay. And we're like, if I'd have known this a week earlier, sure, I would have put in for a full week. But It's a um, little late now, yeah. I understand yeah. that. But next year we're going. That'll be nice because we'll have exhibitor badges so we can just bypass the main line too. I'm going to be skipping next year to save up for a trip in 2021. So that that's the big plan for yeah, now. Yeah, that's actually another reason why I am working my ass off trying to actually save up for that trip. Are you guys going to go? We are going to go to Japan. Me too. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Well, it's initially that's what we were going to do for our honeymoon next year, but it was the, we decided against it, making it for like a bigger trip. We're going to do Universal Studios and Disney Halloween ones. In Florida or no? In California. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah, because we're going to fly out, um, because we're getting married in October uh, next year, and then we're going to do like a week trip of going out to Vegas. Going out to Disney Hall for the the Halloween thing. We're doing a Universal Halloween thing, and then we're coming back for Yomacon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which we'll see you there. We we have okay. a choice. No, <laughs> speaking of, so see for twenty twenty one, I kind of want to get a C Lab twenty twenty one group together. Oh, oh my! God. I, I could see why. I, I know exactly. Don't judge why. it. No, Don't I'm judge not me. judging you. Why not I know get exactly a C Lab twenty twenty two? Oh wait, I get it. It's a number joke. Yeah. Yes. It was also the year that 2020 was technically supposed to be in. Our next topic, now that we've kind of gotten yeah. off the beaten path. Since we, since we kind of went well off the rails, which was expected for this episode. Yeah, so we did onto the show, we introduced you, but we Not need to go really. into the nitty-gritty part of yeah. the oh, introducing so part, actually. Who am I? How am I? Um, yeah. How was I conceived? You know, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so but let's start with ladies first and the youngest person in the room. Aww. Oh, okay. Let's talk about Binky. Yep. Yeah, Binky, let's go. Come on, Binky. <laughs> Binky! You know your mother's going to want to hear this podcast. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, so, kind of, I guess, a little bit about myself. I've been cosplaying since 2011 and onwards. It more so started with Ramona Flowers cosplay back at Ace in 2011, and then kind of 
over the years I've I mean, like, I know to a lot of people, like, some people can make costumes and all that stuff. I don't really have that ability, but it's just, for me, I just love cosplaying as the characters I love because I just love their characteristics so much. So it's just kind of been, like, sort of just taking the characters into account. And yes, I'll, I will admit this, I do commission cosplayers, but you know what? I want to give them money, give them a job, what have you, but I just, I just love conventions so much just because the people I get to meet, such as Brad here, because that's how we met. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with commissions. Do whatever makes you happy. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. But, I mean, I mostly cosplay. I've done a, pretty much a lot of, like, internet stuff, video games, anime, cartoons. I mean, anything and everything. I'm the son of nerdy, so... Well, there you go. What yeah. would you say is your favorite cosplay? Yeah, that's a good question. What is your favorite cosplay out of your Oh, mind? God. Because I have a hard time choosing, too, because every, every time someone asks me that, I was like, I have to pick between my children. I and know. And it's hard picking between my children. It's my babies. <laughs> exactly. If, if I have to pick one, I think lately um, I say on Takamaki from Persona 5. Okay. I just I love her character what? so much. Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? Are you trying to appease the English cast today or the Japanese cast? Oh, God. So, quick, <laughs> no, quick funny story about that. So, we went to um, the same time that uh, Uchikan was going on, there was an event over at DePaul University that Erica Harlacker was at. And one of the things that she talked about was okay, so you're just hearing, you know, and Takamaki and some of the other games. When it came to the dancing Persona games, it was like Takamaki or something like that. And she's like, and fans would be like, why are you saying it like that? And she's like, I, I can't help it. It's directing. Yeah, the recording staff made a record both versions. Oh, oh it could so be it worse. Technically, like a recording error of some sort. No, no, they no. purposely oh, no. made her record they, both. No, oh, oof. oh well. Oof. So just as she's like, are you guys screwing with them? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Shit. Probably. I don't fucking know. Pretty much. You yeah. never know. Let's be real. Look, I am sober <laughs> enough. Sober enough. Keyword being enough. Look, you didn't have drunk tacos last night. I can do what I want. Oh, my God. Drunk tacos are amazing. <laughs> drunk tacos drunk. are the best type of tacos. I like drunk nachos, too. No, 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 no. Next time we're all at Yoma, remind me to make drunk tacos. Because yes. I use actual tequila. Ooh. It's the are shit. you like the Patron guy that's like, I've got chicken wings in here. Patron. And everyone's like, oh, this looks delicious. I'm like, that would be disgusting. No. <laughs> that sounds more like John St. John with no. the Patron. <laughs> no. John St. John understands the power of Patron. He does. I cook with liquor. Well, yeah, you probably cook with seasoning and breading and other things and liquor. That one guy on YouTube just goes, Patron, and I'm and like... just stirs it no, in no, no, there? No, 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 Hennessy. It's Hennessy. Oh, it's Hennessy. No. That's what Fuck it was. Well, you, you can cook with any alcohol, but I wouldn't recommend Hennessy. That's what do you mean? Oh. That's, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> he made Hennessy mac and cheese. Oof. What? Ooh. And he used, like, the instant packages. Ooh, why? Make a roux, you jackass. I can see using the Hennessy to make a roux, like you are saying on there, like... When we did, um, I mean, like, there's, like, an outdoor nature channel that does, like, cooking on the outdoors and finding food and whatnot. And he made, like, beef rolls. And he used, like, a red wine sauce with air and cooking it down on that. I mean, stuff like that works. But that's such an expensive liquor just to waste on a YouTube video. And, I mean, yeah, he's sponsored by Hennessy now. I, I hope bastard. so. Shit, that's For as much money. as you blow in every episode. And I'm just kind of like, everyone goes, what's a budget you spent on an episode? I'm like, what's Enough. a budget? Right? <laughs> no. Shit. If you're sponsored by Hennessy, there probably is a, a budget, budget for that. that you get like, with Hennessy money? Shit. Bottle. Well, I bought a new car to oh, destroy yeah. like five weeks ago. No. Okay, Mr. B, slow down. <laughs> I do what I want. All right, we got enough the beaten path. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, so yeah. Maddie's got our introductions. Let's, let's introduce Brad. 
Yeah, so tell us about you and your cosplay name and how you got in all that fun stuff. Well, first off, I'm going to go off the bat of, hey guys, Brad Duct Tape Hale. As I usually would say on my YouTube channel, so go check it out, Brad Duct Tape Hale at YouTube and or Twitch. Then that is actually built off of my original cosplay name. I've actually had two. I was going to say, you guys are familiar with my Sakura Hale, which was started from high school years ago. I used to work as a stock clerk, and we were all called Sackers. Now, I'm pretty sure anyone on the podcast might be old enough to remember DeviantArt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I still, I still have my account. I was I was kind of a very sheltered child. Didn't have much access to the internet until I got to college, where, you know, it was like, you know, dial up. That's all you got. So you yeah. got to college, where it actually had DSL line, and you're like, oh, my God, this was the fastest thing ever. Considering the fact that it might have been, what, two megabits a second or something yeah. like yeah. that? Yeah, and eventually you start getting to Wi-Fi and everything in your later college years. And yeah. I if, your wi- if your college had good Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's yeah. also a thing. Yeah. <laughs> hell, hell, I remember when thumb drives came out with 256 megabytes on it, and you were like, this is so awesome. I could hold so much anime on it. <laughs> but I, I had to... Uh, I had to create a username for DeviantArt, and my friend goes, oh, I don't know, I'll just kind of throw a nickname on there and maybe your last name. And I'm like, all right, so I threw Sacker Hill on there. And uh, that kind of stuck for a while, but it wasn't until about the late 2000s. Um, I can't sew. I mean, I can sew a little bit, but when I got into cosplay about 2005, I'm an ex-Boy Scout, Gilson Scout Troop 233, and uh, we like duct tape. And I always grew up messing with duct tape, making props or swords or whatever. Like I remember Final Fantasy VIII came out, and I wanted to make a gun blade. So I took a toy revolver from Dollar General and a toy sword, cut it, duct taped together. Boom, gun blade. You know, stuff like that. And nothing fancy, but I had fun with it when I was younger. Yeah, exactly. That's what matters. And we were playing Yu-Gi-Oh! one day, and I did not come up with Brad Duct Tape Hale. One of my friends did. And they're just like, well, you mess with a lot of duct tape. And one of the guys I knew, his name is Scott Likens. Came over and goes, well, yes, because that's Brad Duct Tape Hale, and you should go with that. And I'm like, I actually like that. I'm going to go with that. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if it'll stick on. And uh, <laughs> we're about 10 years later, and it's stuck on. It's still here. I All still right. call you Duct Tape to this day. Shit. Then well, again, yeah. I met you in, like, what, 2007? Yeah, you met me in 2007. We are doing a, God, I met Jax. Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament down in Peoria. Yep. That doesn't surprise uh, me. A small back room at this little shop that I don't even think does Yu-Gi-Oh! anymore. Uh, they've moved shops. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. And the new shop, they, they're, they, I don't know. They're more like, oh, God, what's the one that, ri- oh, Vanguard. That's the one that yeah. kind of ripped off Yu-Gi-Oh! a little bit. Yeah. And there's always Pokemon. Everyone's like, oh, it's not ripping off Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm like, so half the character designs look like they've traced over stuff from GX and a couple mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's anime. But yeah, we met there, and then you and I started talking about anime, and then we started kind of humble bragging back in the <laughs> You do this cosplay, I do this cosplay. Yeah, that sounds about right for Jax. <laughs> no, back in the day, I was a little shit, so that actually was You're about back right. in the day. Back I am. Yeah, no, I'm a big shit day. now. You never grew out of it. Yeah, exactly. I Thank do. you for telling me what I'm thinking. <laughs> you and I both kind of filled in, didn't we? Yeah, I've been losing weight. Kind of. You explained how you got your cosplay name, Brad. How did you get yours? I initially, for a couple of years, um, I didn't really have much of a cosplay name. I had more like an internet handle for like very like Tumblr, fan fiction, all that stuff. I used to have back when I was a really hardcore Yu-Gi-Oh fan. I had the name of YY Lover Girl, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's kind of high school thing. And then just over the years, I've I've really caught into Fullmetal Alchemist like right around college time. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Biohazard is in there, so that that, that clearly that that's the Japanese name of Resident Evil for those who don't know. So so yeah. Well, the iron part was um, I really got into Marvel around because like ah uh, okay. 
Well, it's like I grew up watching a lot of DC stuff, and then it just kind of over the years, I got I kind of transitioned from like, don't get me wrong, I still love DC, but I'm more of a Marvel girl, so I love Iron Man. So that's the so Iron what like 2008, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was a DC fan until 2008. What changed your mind? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> and then. And the giggle went by. <laughs> You can't yeah. hear it, but her face is turning red right now. Brad, you're sleeping. On, you're it's beat red. You're sleeping on the couch tonight, okay? I you, slept on the couch last night because the AC in there was nice. You angered Binky again. I angered Binky. Binky's mad. Binky sh- don't like that. I actually have a Hulk shirt, but no one. Um, so the biohazard. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to what is your favorite anime and dessert? Because we kind of covered what you do and what you like about. Cons. So our favorite anime and dessert, or our favorite anime dessert? Why not both? Ooh. Well, you like eating, so Maddie, I'll let you go first. Okay, anime dessert. Oh, God. I like mochi a lot. Mochi is a good one for me, especially green tea mochi. But favorite anime? Oh, my God. That's just a million-dollar loaded question. Oh, God. How about while you're thinking on that, I'll answer my dessert question to give you go a few more. It. My favorite, it have to be a Japanese dessert. It can be any dessert. Yeah. Favorite dessert that I've seen in anime that I like in real life is tiramisu. Amen. Mm. That's really good. I like a good tiramisu. That one's, it's one I didn't think I would like because I don't like super, super sweet desserts, but it was, it's one of those ones you can eat and you're like, oh my God, it's really good. But a little bit goes a long way. Um, my favorite anime though. I'm going to have to go with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I watched like all of like the original FMA and Brotherhood within the span of two weeks because I loved it that freaking much. You marathoned that really hard then because that's at least a hundred episodes, so you plowed through that in two weeks. Oh, how was it? You 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 burned through that pretty quick. Hell, I've gotten through sixty episodes of Black Clover in the past day or two, so I'm kind of camped in the living room. But yeah, you really she really loves Full Metal Alchemist. Hmm. That's it's really good. There's nothing wrong. I admit, I love the original. Brotherhood, since I read the manga, I was just, I passed it by. I'm not going to uh, lie. Well, there was a whole thing, too, because we got the original Full Metal Alchemist, and it was kind of like Trigun, where they were like, it was decent, and then they just kind of like, well, we caught up. We don't know what to do. But, yeah, exactly. Because I remember reading the manga scans each week with what Takashi would bring out, and Rumiko's a real talented artist that oh does God. that. To those who aren't aware, Rumiko Takahashi is the artist for um, it's Full Metal Alchemist. And what's the other one that she does? No, no, that's Hiromo Arakawa. <sighs> Yeah, never mind. I'm thinking of a different artist. It's Arakawa Sensei. Uh, does uh, Full Metal Alchemist, but what's the other one that she does? She's done Silver Spoon, The Heroic Legends of Arslan. Um, I know she did some like other like one-shot ones. I know I was thinking of Takahashi because she did Inuyasha, she did Rama, she did all other stuff. I was thinking female artists. Both really talented artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, are. Uh, oh, God. I think she holds a Guinness Book of World Record for like some – I think she's the most published female manga artist as Takahashi, since she did uh, Lum, Mermaid Diaries. Wow, a bunch of... Uh, but yeah, yeah Lum's point. old, so yeah, that goes yeah. back oh, quite a bit. Yeah. Everyone thinks Darling and the Franks is the one that brought up the phrase, Darling, Darling. No, 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 no. Oh, no, I asked no, a few no. people, and I said, Darling, they're like, oh, yeah, we love Darling and the Franks. No, no. I'm talking about Lum. Um, I've got a friend that's a cosplayer in Japan that does, like, Ada Wong, but she also does Lum. And she was very excited at the fact that I responded with, you know, because there's a little bit of a translation difference between us, was darling, darling right off the bat. And she goes, oh, my God, people actually understand that. It's an old anime, and I get the fact that people don't know. But just the point of what my favorite anime is, uh, we're going to go with favorite guilty pleasure anime. I would have to say Code Geass. I can accept that. Because it's so Oof. much the, 
you're gonna build that robot, we're gonna build this robot. You're gonna do this robot, we're gonna do this robot. There's just enough cliche crazy in there, like the one that built the nuke. I mean, she's that six shades of I'm not gonna date that. Oh, what, Nina? Oh, she's weird. But if we're gonna go like an age old classic, and I'm not just gonna, because there's technically three series for it, and I'm not counting GT, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is the one we all grew up with. It was goofy, it was corny. We had the screaming episodes and that, but yeah. Super has really brought it around recently. Super has been really good. I did watch Super. I liked it a lot, actually. And we got to admit, this past year, with the tournament arc and all this other stuff, has had some of the biggest, like, on-your-seat moments of anime. Yep. So much anime has tried to be so much like the same. A lot of it's just copy-repeat of it. Just, oh, I'm, let me copy your homework, bro, a little bit. But, like, the whole Terminal Power arc. Yeah, the... the that was really solid. I was really enjoying the tournament power because I, I was watching that. It's like I was getting hype each week. I was like, okay, I like that. Let's go. It kept up in the ante. Yeah. Every single episode, you're like, oh, there's no way they can beat this next episode. I remember so many cons we would go to. My friend Jeff would literally at like midnight have his phone out streaming it from the people that uploaded it from Japan. And it, it'd be he'd watch it at 10 and he'd watch it in the regular Japanese. And then we'd watch it about midnight or one when someone would toss you know, like a the dub English cast on. on it. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, Oh my god! And I remember like the final fight on there is just like oh, it's mind blowing. But uh, one that I like that I know it's really random and it's really worth checking out because uh, it was what's June's last name? We were talking earlier. Oh god! I can't. Uh, a lot of people would know he's one of the most prominent voice actors in Japan. He's uh, known as the voice of Lelouch. He's uh, I can't remember what his last name is. Oh, he does. I think he does. It's like Fulu. Furukara. something. Because he does like Roy in Melee. Too. Yeah, he's he's Roy and Fire Emblem. He's Joker and Persona. Jun Fukunaga. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what it is. He did. Uh, I got introduced to a series years ago called Akikan. It's uh, like a 13 episode anime where it's the cliche. Uh, magical girls fight, but they're all drinks. Oh, I have heard of it. Like, each one's yeah. like a different type of soda. One's a melon drink. Yeah. One's like a Gatorade thing. One's grape soda. And uh, it's like a 13-episode thing, but most of the voice cast is Code Geass's voice cast. Ah. So Lelouch's voice actor, this is, I think, before he did Black Butler, before everyone known him as all Exagerant uh, Grell. He goes from playing an elegant, smart, I'm going to upstart you on everything, to this straight-up pervy dude, and his vocal range is hilarious. But it's, worth, it's well worth checking out. It's like 12, 13 episodes long. but Yeah, know. not that bad. Yeah, I can work with that. 12, 13 is pretty accessible. And it's, yeah, it's, it's something you knock out tonight. Yeah. But it's so funny, too, because they give them, like, radars to test their power scales, and all it is is just a, an original DS. <laughs> you, can, you can see the item models. You're like, here's a radar to find out what other power. And they're like, the fighting girls are in your neighborhood. And, uh, That's a Nintendo DS. Yeah, it's an original DS because it's even got the little curved top, so it's not flat. <laughs> oh my god! I remember one of my friends looking at it. He goes, "That's a fucking DS," and I'm looking. Oh my god, it is. Oh, so what is next on the agenda? Oh, oh, now did here's my personal anime. Or, huh? or, or, yeah, she, I said brotherhood. brotherhood. Oh, you did say brotherhood. Oh, I forget. I get to ask my favorite question because it screws with people. Yeah, I know. All right. So the ultimate freaking icebreaker question that we always ask guests. Yeah, in the butt. Oh, always in the butt. Okay. All right. What's your favorite I'll safe word? Be. That's my favorite safe word. Oh, Maddie, you're in this one too. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Come you're, on, you're Yankee. a couple now. Yeah. <laughs> true. I know what my answer is. And... <laughs> um, I love doing this. You could just simply say unanswered. You don't have to answer, Maddie. <laughs> I don't think I really have one. I've never had anyone go rough enough to have to use a safe word. <laughs> 
And people are like, oh, that means you've never done it? No, I've done some weird stuff. Um, okay, technically, it's not so much a safe word. It's me tapping you on the shoulder. It's usually you going, no, no, no. That doesn't go there. No, no. <laughs> All right, no. <laughs> no, daddy, no. No, it's no, I like time. it. We've got two cats now. So anytime you want to... Ch- I mean, most couples will understand. I'm not trying to be too PG on this, but it's the whole... Uh, cats are like, what are you doing in there? Let's come and join. I had a friend that has what was it? Uh, is it Shiba Inu? It's the Doge Dog. Yeah, Shiba. Shiba. Yeah, it's a Shiba Inu. He's yeah. like, I got into a point where my girlfriend and I were trying to get some romantic time, and my dog's like, "What you doing in there?" And he says, "We're getting ready to go hot and heavy." And my dog comes right on up, starts licking me on the butt, yep. and it freaked me out because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. And I bucked a little hard and launched my girlfriend forward, and she nailed her head on the wooden you know, Ooh, thing. Ow. And it's about knocked her out. And the dog's looking at us like, what's going on? Because we're all panicking and screaming. So that was the weirdest sexual experience I've ever had. And we have a husky, and she doesn't understand the concept of anything. So she. Oh, oh I understand that. One of our friends we streamed with has a, has a husky that's kind of like, what? You're streaming? Uh, woo, 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 woo. Yeah. I'm going to shout louder than you. Yep. Which is why I never record at my girlfriend's house because that husky loves me too much and likes to have conversations with me. That's why I don't recommend we record at my house either because you You're... met Maya today and she will meow at us for literally. She will have heartfelt conversations. Yeah, she will meow at you for like half an hour without stopping. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's oh, very talkative. Our cats won't do it. Uh, not anymore. But when we first got them, I have my recording in my office. And the cats will love to just put their paws in her. They're like, meow. And a lot of times you'll hear me streaming like, no, yeah, you stop. Hear, yeah, meowing from outside or they put their paws under the door and like they try and move the door. And then you hear like oh, the door God. move. <laughs> oh, God. Especially the first night we had the cats on. <laughs> Hi. But it was, uh, oh. <laughs> um, our cat Blake's a munchkin mix and she loves watching TV. Hmm. She'll actually sit and watch the TV. It's not like, oh, she's just staring. But she loves playing with my PlayStation controllers because they put the lights off. Oh, yeah. So she'll be kind of like, you'll hear me. I'm like, I'm playing and I hear something bad in my hand. I'm like, no, stop playing with the controller. The other one, Weiss, is just kind of a little prissy little princess. She'll just go sit in the corner until she wants to be loved. Or they'll hop in your lap like, ha-ha, love me now. Oh, God, especially when you're having breakfast. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, when I'm trying to eat, they're like, pet me now. I need to be in your lap. And it's like, I'm trying to eat. I don't need an animal in my lap. All right, so. Since we have gone clear the fuck off the beaten path. As this has been the most off the beaten path we have ever been. This is a good thing. So let's discuss why both of you are here and why we are in this lovely AC riddled room. Especially well, first on a hot off, day like this. Yeah, it's hot as balls outside right now. It's the hottest it's probably been in Illinois the whole entire year. It's oh. what? It's supposed to be a 100 degree heat index today? Yeah, it's supposed to be over 100. Yes. And I have to go painting after this. Oof. You don't have to worry about the paint drying. I know, right? Shit will be dry by the time it's I get the first It's dry before you put the brush on the wall, yeah. right? Shit. Why is my paintbrush on fire? Oh, God. <laughs> well, shit, I guess, the, I guess the garage is fire painted now. Fuck. They won't notice. So, we are here to discuss panels at conventions. Our what a coincidence. I do panels at conventions. I know, Same. right? It's like we dragged you in here specifically because you know what the fuck you're talking about. Very few people at conventions anymore kind of really – God, I've been – to those listening, everyone else in here knows, I've been going to cons since about 2005. And, but before that, I did public speaking a lot because I did speech and debate. So I got taught at a young age how to hold control of a room, how to whatnot, you know, stuff like that. 
So when I got into cons and started seeing panels, I'm like, I really love this. This is fun. And for the first five plus years of cons, a lot of them were very, they, they used to be a lot more stricter about setting up panels and making sure people actually knew what they were yeah, doing. Yeah, what people got accepted, yeah. Now it's dibs. Anything goes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have any background hosting panels? Nope, dibs. Yeah. I'm going to do an Ask a Character panel with 20 people in here who don't know who they are. Yeah. And I know that's the example I use all the time, but it's like it's the most widely thing it's done. It's the most mildly common thing that happens at everything because a lot of anime have big cast. That's so all everyone wants to be like, hey, let's do an Ask a Character panel where each person cosplays that character and you ask them a question, but then the person knows nothing about their character. Yeah, and it's, there's nothing wrong with panels like that because we used to have a panel we did called uh, Yami Yugi Reads Erotic Yu-Gi-Oh! Fan Fictions. And we used to technically have several people dressed in cosplaying character. That, and it works if you're prepared or you're able to do a lot of ad lib on your feet. But too many of them, like we went to one at Colossal where there were 18 Ruby characters and maybe six to eight of them actually knew who they were dressed as. And even then, barely a few of them knew how to ad lib. And it was a roasting, it was roasting Ruby characters thing. And I've never seen a panel room clear out as quick as I did there. We got in, it was packed. And after five, 10 minutes of them actually trying to do their material, about 90% of the people left. Ouch. Ouch. I mean, I know it's Water Park Con, and there's clearly other things to do there, but that's still really Well, like fast. 11 o'clock at night, yeah, it's uh, yeah. like, uh, that's a little awkward. But me and um, yeah. John Franson were sitting there trying to help it go a little bit. I'm like, the liquor I had in my Kalahari cup was not enough to help with, oh, this is a bud's kill right now, so... And this is why you carry extra liquor, especially for situations like this. Well, everyone told me I was supposed to try one of the drinks, the Kalahari, and I tried the Illusion Britannia, and it's really good, actually. Yeah, but a lot of the drinks at the Kalahari are good, because I like getting like the $20 like chalices and filling those up. And yeah. Then. Yeah, and they're only worth trying once, though, because then you realize you're drinking 90% Kool-Aid and yeah. a little bit maybe of one shot of tequila, yeah, and you're like, yeah. I can make this in the room so much cheaper. You just want the cup. It's all you want. Yeah. Basically, because then you can just fill it as much as you want for a cheaper amount and not pay like the $18 or whatever the refill fee is. And people wonder every year why so many people at conventions bring so much liquor. It's cheaper. It's so much cheaper. Well, I mean, a lot of going to conventions is you have the aspect of I either want to score, I either want to party and get drunk and go to the raves and whatnot, because raves aren't what they used to be. No, right. now those have clearly changed over the years. No yeah. one's dying at this rave. That, 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 that's a later topic that we've definitely had. But that's like yeah, the 15 yeah. to 25 year olds are like, oh, I gotta go and drink. And all the other ones that are 25 and older, you're like, oh, I drank too much at cons years ago. I'll have a little bit. But I mean, it's, but then you get the ones that actually legitimately wanna go and go to like decent panels. You get the ones right. that wanna go and meet the voice actors. Yeah, they wanna do industry stuff. You actually want to see the con and things. not, or the game yeah. room, yeah. or, you know, I, I'm concerts. Here for the Manga concerts. Cafe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you actually cafe, want to yeah. go to the event for the event, not to get wasted and forget half of the event. Yeah, like just different panels <laughs> and whatnot. I mean, like, you and I've been doing panels for years. You've yeah. been doing panels. I, Maddie's sat in a lot of mine, but mm -hmm. too, go ahead. I, and I know, and I've been in a couple of panels, and I'm just like, I really wish I didn't volunteer. I just want to leave. I was to say the one time I did do a Ask a Character panel, it was for Dongan Rampa. But in addition to doing the Ask a Character panel, it was also a murder mystery. So like the first like 15 minutes was Ask a Character, and then we went to a murder mystery. So that way. If people didn't know the series, they could learn about the series real quick and then well, yeah. did the murder mystery. And you guys have structure to it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And now, then everyone knew who, who, who they were because 
in the first Iron Rapids, there's only like nine to twelve students. There's not like your twenty yeah. plus cast where you get with Ruby and Naruto and Bleach and the new big three that we kind of have going on right now. Welcome so. to the Naruto Ask a Character panel where we threw in Bleach characters in here because we just wanted <laughs> extra people in here. Like, what? Welcome I'm, to the Naruto panel where we just have random Inuyasha and Yu Hakusho <laughs> cosplayers just sitting in the back room drinking. Or the Full Metal Alchemist panel I hosted at Ace in 2006 where I had a cosplayer in the front row and we very clearly stated at the beginning of the panel, no 18 plus questions until the last 15 minutes. And the whole panel, she kept trying to ask Alric Sess <laughs> questions. And those who don't know, it's Ed and Al shipping, so Alric Sess. And I'm just kind of like, you need to leave that to the last 15 minutes because there are literally people in here under the age of 18. She was dressed as, uh, it wasn't Lust, it was... Um, sloth? Yeah, it was Sloth. The original Sloth. Yeah, the original Sloth and the original FMA. And we're just sitting there, we're like, oh my God, she will not shut up about this. And they're like, lady, save it to the last 15 minutes. Then afterwards, we sent everyone under 18 out and then we were able to talk about it. Oh God, that was the year I went dressed as... Uh, End of the series, Ed, he was actually tall. And we had a friend dressed as in the series, Roy, with the eye patch. And he had no depth perception. And we had, like, oh, no. the FMA movie had just come out, or they announced it. So someone was there dressed as the movie Alphonse. And she was so mad because everyone kept calling her Ed the whole time. <laughs> and so me and her both got in there, getting ready to host the panel. And we're like, well, where's our Roy Mustang? And this was back before Messenger. So we're trying to text him, like, where are you at? And you can hear him. Sh and this is back when panels used to be in the basement of ASIN. Yeah. At the Hyatt? Yeah, back at the yeah, Hyatt. Yeah, we're, we're currently the tabletop gaming is. Yeah. And uh, that's before they did their huge remodeling thing. And we'd hear him all the way down the hall. like, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And he's wearing an eye patch. Dunk. And he comes out on the door frame, and you hear him just smack super loud. <laughs> and he's just like, fuck. And you're just like, you all right? Depth perception sucks. <laughs> I've worn an eye patch for a cosplay, and yeah, it really does mess with your depth perception. It does, it but can, it's so sure. fun, especially oh. when you're on rollerblades with an eye patch and trying to get to one point A to point B, Ooh. and then you hit a lamp post on Ooh. your blind side, and you just sit there thinking to yourself what mistakes you've made in your life. There's a list longer than I could write right now for my responses on that. So. Brad, you could write a novel. Oh, my God. It would be called Alcohol. No. Stupid things I did in my 20s. That wasn't me doing stupid shit drunk. That was me trying to get to one of my friends' rooms so he can actually help me with a different cosplay while I'm trying to get out of one cosplay while also still in another cosplay. It was cosplayception is what that was. So let's type talk about the types of panels that you yeah. mentioned getting back on track yeah, here. Let's actually talk <laughs> about our fucking topic. So you just, got just, just a little. Yeah. There's what the, the basic informative. There's the, the demonstrative panels. There's yeah. Q&A. Um, makeup well, well, panels. Yeah. I mean, you have your opening and closing ceremonies because that usually... That know, does technically count as a panel. Yeah. Yes. Because, mm -hmm. because technically they open and close the convention and they'd be like, well, here are the voice actors. Here's what they're doing at the convention. Let you know what they voice act because that everyone always knows. Yo, my con opening ceremonies last year. I oh actually God. got, I've staffed, we've all, actually, three of us in here have staffed cons for years. Yes. But I actually got my first chance to, I mean, I've been a guest at cons before, but it was, I actually got a chance to be a guest at Yomacon, which is actually a mid tier con. Yeah. I got to go on stage at opening ceremonies and I was a nervous wreck, but was hilarious is what calmed me down. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big step, but. That when caught you, me off guard, too, because I, I wasn't I thought Vernita was screwing with me. I yeah. thought Vernita was screwing with me, well, and then I looked in the freaking pamphlet, and it's like, 
What the? Well, I knew fuck? Brad was going to do it because Brad and I went to the Ruby premiere like a week before. We were talking about Yomakai. He's like, yeah, my guess. I was like, oh, that's cool. So then, so then, so then, no, like, you what? said it on the way there. Yeah, and I, I thought you, know. you were pulling my leg. No, and Bernita told leg. me <laughs> there, and I thought she was pulling my leg. <laughs> she told me in the middle of the summer when we went to, it was uh, like Glass, Glass City, City Comic Con yeah. slash Media Midwest Expo. Yeah, and she's like, we'd love market. to have you as a guest oh, at yeah, Yoma. And I'm like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Okay, that's cool. Whatever. I think I thought it was like, oh, here's an ego boost. We got to RamenCon, and she's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. We need to fill out paperwork. So we got in there, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a lot of big industry people there. Got up on stage, nervous, got back off stage. It, it did help the fact that John C. John was on there. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'll go with it. So this dude fucking nuke him on stage. What made me laugh afterwards when I got off stage is that Ray Chase had just got in off a of red eye. Oof. And he was sitting, or like, they had us all lined in. We had to be in there for like an hour before. And he is sitting two rows behind me. And I'm like, I hear snoring. Yeah, he was out cold. <laughs> Who's snoring? He I look so back. Tired. He was very tired. And he was out cold. I'm like, oh, that poor child. I mean, I mean, dude's super nice to talk yeah. to. Oh, yeah, they were very nice. They're, like, all the guests that have been coming to cons recently have been lovely people. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you've got your opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies. Yeah, so closing is basically, hey, this is what happened at the con. We enjoyed our time. And then sometimes they'll do like a charity auction or they'll do like a comedy opening bit. Because that's what they used to do for opening ceremonies for Yomacon. They had that uh, oh, comedy yeah. routine that they used to do. Well, what was the song that John sang this year? Um, oh, God, I don't remember. Was it a parody? Well, let's see, what the year before was, hey there, you're a rock star. And then, this, and then last year was, oh, God, what was it? I don't, I don't remember. remember. I remember I the Yomacon theme. I know he sings that every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. But he did. He did, he parodied a song about the the, the con, about the con and what you can do at the con. Yeah. Yeah. It was some like old timey song that they I think they were parodying. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the Yomacon theme. It's the Muppets theme song. What is wrong with you people? Oh, it was. Mu- yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, it threw me off for a bit. Well, you're talking about charity auctions too. Uh, one thing. Yeah, that's also a thing that happens at cons. Well, you can do cosplay charity auction or just. Charity, charity auctions where the voice actors sign things. Or the ballroom can... events that they have. Yeah, they're, those well, are nice. Well, yeah, well, there's ballroom teaching, then there's the actual ballroom, and then you have your dances slash rays, which are also technically panels because oh, they take up a room. Yeah. Well, it was on the, the whole charity auction thing. Our friends work at uh, NebCon, and they work at uh, NebraskaCon. Oh, okay. And I always call it NebCon for short. Um, that's a really fun convention I want to get a chance to go to in the future, but they do a big charity auction every year. And all year long, every con they go to, they get autographed items from everyone and then do it as the auction later at the end of the year. So they get some really cool stuff that get brought in there. And there was one year we donated uh, an autograph from uh, Markiplier and then, like, Bob and Wade. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's go for a little bit. You know, I think that was the year they did for, like, cancer research and whatnot. Because last year they did for, like, a a dog rescue shelter in there. And this year I'm not sure what they're doing. I got voiced back that three large groups of girls in the audience when the Markiplier autograph went up just fought over it like cats and dogs. <laughs> well, this year, we got Ooh. some very interesting things donated because we went to the Game Grumps garage sale and uh, got a couple items from that and donated it towards... The charity. The charity. And one of them was the inflatable dinosaur costume that they used for Yoshi in one of the videos. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, all they need to do is get a battery pack. Or, I mean, like, we got these things for dirt cheap. and But we got what we thought, and we come to find that I actually both wear it... Um, we have Susie's old Sailor Moon outfit that oh, we donated cool. towards that that actually Aaron has worn once. And he's like, I don't, I don't know. So we'll, we'll depend on uh, – we'll see what it went. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. One of the things we donated last year was Szechuan sauce. Yeah. 
And they were like, oh, it'll be uh, people will be tired of it. And he goes, no, people fought over that too. Huh. People, Interesting. For, for every uh, donation bid over 50, they got packets of Szechuan sauce in there. Charity auctions are always interesting because you never know what you're going to find at those things. True. That's very true because each one differs because I know AX had one this year. I didn't go to it, but like, I know they were announcing it like on the last day. What it's was, usually always on the last day, too. What was the convention we went to? No, it was uh, it was NEPCON last year, and as Maddie's phone goes off in the background. I'm so sorry. Um, they had a signed poster from Ruby, Yang, Weiss, Blake. Oscar. Oscar, Crow, Winter, and Weiss. No, it didn't have Winter. It didn't have Winter and Weiss. It had just had Oscar and Crow on it. Went for twelve hundred dollars at the Nebcon auction, and I'm like, "Was that from RTX? Did they bring it?" It was. um, They had him as guests. Oh, okay. And uh, the year before, because I had sent out a Ruby DVD to get signed, except they goofed up and ended up signing it for my friend's name. So I have a Ruby DVD at home that's signed by the most of the cast that by accident actually got signed to my friend Andrew's name and not so, Maddie's. So, but yeah, no, but um, beyond like charity auctions, what other panels do we have? Oh, we have quite a few. Yeah. We have game shows, wig panels, cosplay tip panels, industry-based, which are my personal favorite ones, voice actor panels. So like yeah. industry being like Nintendo doing a demo panel or something. Right. Well, yeah, so like Fate Grand Order, like Fate Grand Order had panels about like updates for their game or like okay. they'll do, be like, hey, we're announcing like a new anime series. Here's like the updates for it. Cause like I know like when Sailor Moon Crystal was coming out, like they, they had this like, was Sailor going around and they and they're like, this is what we're updating. Here's the new voice actresses for like Neptune and Uranus because they already did you know the inner five already and right. like the second mm-hmm. season type thing. So like industry shows their support through many different panels. They also have like the booths in the hall, so you can find them there, and they'll have like the various different events throughout the con. Just be careful when you go to a Viz autograph signing. They don't let you si- bring anything that's not Viz related. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer because some some places are like that. Because some places are cool, but then some places are like only stuff from our company. Otherwise, you can't get it signed. And they're like, oh yeah. man. Yeah, because we went to C two E two and uh, share. Oh, God, I always say it wrong. Share uh, me. Share Yeah, and I think. A, because for a while, people like Sharami, and I'm like, no, it's Sharami Lay and Robbie Damon were there for Viz, and people brought a bunch of Persona 5 stuff for Robbie to sign. Ah. And the big burly dude that was running it was like, yeah, this no. is not Viz-related. Uh, Sailor Moon Crystal stuff, yeah, we'll sign that, or I Boruto. Funko yeah. or something, as long as it's related to Viz property. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, ooh, that's a big oof. Yeah, yeah so. that's a yikes. So, like I said, one of my personal favorite ones are the voice actor panels. Primarily Ooh, yeah. because it's just fun to watch voice actors. Oh my god, it go is go berserk on a stage. Well, and it's it just also makes me fun happy. for that. But I also like hearing about their stories about working in the industry and stuff that they've experienced over the years. Because some of them have really fascinating stories to tell over time. Oh, yeah. Actually, because like uh, Tony Oliver, who does Loop on the Third, like I worked with him one year, and he had just all the stories to tell, and they were just fascinating. Well, really considering cool he's guy. one of the pioneers of yeah. the voice acting and directing industry, yeah. considering he was one of the main pioneers for Power Rangers. Yeah, that directing too. Wise. Yeah. Um, to those who don't know, Tony is the whole reason how Tommy Oliver got his name in the show, and he's also the voice of Saba. Yeah. So. Me and Grandpa Tony? Yeah, and he, he, he's, he's a villain in the Power Rangers movie, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. He's done a bunch of different voices in yeah. there. I don't know. I think he's done various villains throughout the various incarnations of Power Rangers. But yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. 
Well, a lot of anime voice actors have. That's how they got their start. So, like, Richard Epcar did a lot of voices before he did anime. He did a lot of monster voices. So did Brian Cranston. Yeah. A certain, um, I don't know, some Breaking Bad guy or something yeah, like right. that. Yeah, some Malcolm of, in the Middle or something. Yeah, some That's actually how Billy got his last name in the show. I mean, they, they, they were voicing that behind-the-scenes thing. So, to those who don't know, Billy the Blue Ranger nerd is actually Billy Cranston. And people are like, wait a sec, you mean like Brian? He goes, yeah, that's because he was actually named after him. So when they did a lot of the writing for the English thing, they just threw a lot of little hidden Easter eggs in. Oh. Which is really neat, yeah. So anyways, uh, <laughs> another type of panel like we talked about are game show panels. Now, uh, game show panels, some are unique, but most of them, unfortunately, are kind of like a copy and paste off of an actual game show. Jeopardy. Yeah, you know, Jeopardy, like a, Family Feud. Or like a Japanese game show. Yeah, or, that type of thing. I have yet to see a game room that actually does the silent room for Japan. I want to see it happen. Well, a lot of that's kind of hard to set up, too, because you got to have a particular area for it. You don't always know going to con how much space you're going to have for it. Yeah, exactly. And you you got to be something prepared for it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you also want to make sure like the the questions are challenging, but not too challenging, depending on your topic matter. Right. It's kind of like how we do the escape room, and everyone's like, oh, how do you know it's super difficult or not for others? Because you have to adjust it as you go. Yeah. If they're burning through it too quickly, I make it harder. If they're struggling with it, I make it easier. Yeah. So there are a lot of comedy shows out there too. There's like, hey, it's like whose line is it anyway? Or, or it's like a variation of that to some extent. Yeah, actually, a current one that's going around right now that's doing that uh, for like a comedy style panel that's really good because too many people, and I'm going to say it in a very honest light, too many people think they can improv, mm-hmm. and they I mean, can't. Yeah, because because improv takes work. It's not the it's easiest practice. thing to yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. Anything takes mm-hmm. practice. They're like, well, oh, it's not rehearsed. You technically have to rehearse a little bit. So if it goes dead. You have material to work on, and yeah. then you can build on it. But one of them is lava, loud, annoying, and very annoying. Yeah, because that's yes. what Robbie Damon, Ray Chase, and, and Max Middleman. Yeah, Max, yeah. yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, yeah. Wow. it's oh, like I they work it. well with the audience. They have some funny bits. They have the gear to do it. They they progress and work on it. Because beforehand, that really wasn't much to do. Before that, it was like game show Grego. They would go around, and he oh. would have – that was his whole shtick is you would hire him to come to a con. And do game shows, yeah, because he, he was like a guest it. at cons. I remember that. And then uh, that whole uh, fiasco last year about him and animal abuse. So it was like, oh, well, I mm. guess that's not happening anymore. Yeah. So we do have other panels that we can talk about. And those are? Oh, let's talk about them. So we already talked about murder mystery, I do believe. Yeah, How about I went to that briefly. But yeah. yeah, basically it's oh. just a murder mystery, but you – wouldn't that classify more like werewolf and all other stuff? Well, yeah. mafia. Mafia. Well, ma- mafia is a is a thing, but it's literally what when I when I when I did it, we had the cast of all like nine Duncan Rafu people, mm-hmm. and then basically we had a we had the Q and A like I said, but then we'd eventually go to a script that we had prepared. Right. I mean, you were at least prepared. Yeah. So we and then we ha- we had basically who would die, who would like find like the clue and then help the audience ask questions to like find who it is to an extent because because we know what happened but the audience the goal right. for the audience is figured out you gotta make it so, short so, and so sweet. it's not exactly like werewolf but it's like kind of like it so like it's it's kind of like a murder mystery but not exactly because you aren't like going through like the house finding clues it's like it's in a panel room so you kind of have to like make it for the why is that i just imagine someone just pulls a gun out of nowhere <laughs> you hear a airsoft click well oh no uh, they're dead well, basically Bitch, you did the lights it. real quick Bang, bang. Oh, turn the back of the Oh, look, someone died. Oh, you hear the gun go off. <laughs> this is why mom doesn't fucking love you anymore. 
what's that? What's the next panel we've got to yeah. talk about? All right, let's talk about the actual learning panels. Yeah, the so idol dances, ballroom dances, how to read Japanese, how to speak Japanese. Those are very rare. How to draw. Too. How to draw prop-based panels, how to work with foam and all that fun stuff. Like one of my favorite panels that I've ever done was literally an intro to prop materials. Those are always really nice to oh, go yeah. to. Yeah, because yeah. all of them, you get to work with your body, you get to work with your hands. Because usually they bring material for you to at least practice as you're working along with them with the tips that they're giving. And it's yeah. usually a step-by-step process. And they usually have it planned out so that you're learning a specific dance or a specific part of a dance in addition to or a specific like material. So that way you can work it in. They usually have the tools. And it's usually... Those usually get capped off kind of early, unfortunately. That's like yeah. the one downside to them because they only have enough time and space and materials right. for yeah. X amount of people. Because I think I went to one of the ones that NakaCon had a couple years ago, and it was just me because it was me and my friend Jeff that went. I think it was one of the weekends Maddie couldn't go. And uh, I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm going to go check out the ballroom dancing. I've never been to it. It's not bad. They teach you some of the dance things. But when you end up actually going to the dance, because I think it was with my, my badge, I had like a free ticket to it. Well, it's just a lot of people in the middle of the dance are there and their cosplays to take photos and then they don't really do a lot of dancing. And I'm like, it's kind of disappointing because dancing's fun. And yeah, you get some of is. them that will. And there was one or two couples in there that were just just bloody amazing and just did an amazing job. And then they're just, you know, we have all the awkward teens that are sitting around the corner like any high school dance that don't know how to dance. And they're like, oh, okay, let's go out and dance a little bit. But, that and but no, I've been learning waltz this year. And waltz is really fun. And then, oh, yeah. yeah so no, you and I should do fun. that. What, swing dance? Swing dance? No, we're thinking about, since we, she and I are getting married next year, we're thinking about some of the dances to practice for. Oh, yeah. No, the actual them. wedding. And uh, there's a few I have an idea for. We're going to do, what was it? The, oh, God, uh, the Ballad of, Ballad of Mona Was Lisa? it from some Sailor Moon or something? The Ballad of the Windfish. No, oh. no. It's, what was the one anime <laughs> dance that everyone from... Har Har Yuka. Yeah, that one. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Dude, I will the join one from, that shit. Uh, uh, Haruhiya Suzumiya. There we go. Like, that would be apropos. Especially I used now. to know that dance. But no... Uh, you do the one from Lucky Star too. <gasps> that, that's oh my god, that can be done. <laughs> if 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 all goes well, there's a there's a few people coming to our wedding that already have, and and to those listening or friends of us, yes, invites will go out. But there's a few we have to make sure we have to ask early, early on, and um, two of them are voice actors, and uh, one of them's involved with Sailor Moon. So uh, there's one song that we're going to be playing at the dance. That is Sailor Moon theme. Of course, I was going to play it anyway, if he can or can't make it out. But he has said that he is going to make it on out there. I won't say out loud who it is. You slowly spoiled it. Yeah. I think there are more than one male voice actors I mean, for you're, Sailor you're Moon. You're not wrong, that. but I have like a 99%. Yeah, no, it it's is. we uh, are <laughs> yeah. friends with him a couple of years and asked him a while ago. He says, like, as long as I'm not booked at a con, I will definitely come on out. But it's also... Uh, you know, I'm not trying to shout the name out loud on it, but it's like uh, we, I've grown up being a huge Sailor Moon fan for years. I've got like autographs Same. from most of the original cast, mm-hmm. and it's it's really entertaining. I mean, don't get me wrong; I have most of Crystal now, but so we wanted to do the um, the music box theme as oh, a dance for the Pride the original, and the Groom. Yeah. Moonlight yeah. Sensu? Huh? Uh, how the hell do you say it? Moonlight Sensu? Moonlight Sensu? Is it Densu? No, I always just knew it as the music box theme. So. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's the music box theme. I know what you mean. It's it's the main one from Sailor Moon, but I wanted to figure out a way I can do a top hat and a cape and yeah. kind of go with that. Um, Throw a rose. My job is done. <laughs> 
If you gotta I think gave of the here through a rose that did absolutely nothing. No, no, no. Here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm gonna give you roses and I'm gonna pack them full of thermite and a charge, and I'm just gonna let you throw them. <laughs> if you gotta think about Boom. it, <laughs> the dexterity of which he has to throw that, that he is embedding that in concrete. Yeah. That's really strong. That's not That is easy some martial arts grandmaster like, <laughs> shit. That's right like there. hurricane force throwing right there like a stalk of grain and a wood pole kind of thing yeah if he threw that at any of the enemies it no moon tiara is gonna save you it's just like bonk yeah your brain just exploded don't worry sailor moon he's dead now amari lost today naughty (laughs) well yeah and and he's technically also the current kinshiro too yeah that makes it even yeah So we're slowly spoiling who it is as more time, as time goes on. Oh, yeah. it's all right. I'm going to see him in a few weeks anyway. And he's never going to hear. The, no, he probably will. No, he probably will because if, if I talk to him at some point. Surprisingly yeah. enough, a lot of voice actors and whatnot I've found over the years. And this this is not so much. Uh, this is not me trying to humble brag or anything. This is I'm me saying say. a word of confidence to those who are listening. Uh, voice actors and YouTubers pay attention to you more than you think. Mm-hmm. And a lot of cosplayers will tag certain people and things, and they're like, oh, well, they didn't respond. They pay attention to you more than you think. Yeah, that, just because you tag them and they don't respond doesn't mean they didn't see it. Because right. uh, a bunch of people we follow pay attention to our stuff more than we realize, because one of them is uh, Susie Mortimer, a.k.a. Iron Hanson's wife from Game Grumps, uh, or Kitty Cat Gaming, uh, actually follows our stuff. Not a, hand. a lot of them don't purposely follow you on the actual physical following sense, so people don't get jealous that... Oh well, you're following them. Why don't you follow us? Because yeah. when we met her out at the garage sale, she knew about our cosplays, she knew about other stuff, and it was really fun talking. That it's just more of those listening is that don't get disheartened the fact that someone's not immediately, instantly responding to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. they 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 look a lot more than they they get on like hell. Max Middleman likes because I know Umi's English voice actress for Love Live looked into my my Love Live cosplay because I know like she liked a few of my posts, but she doesn't like follow me. I mean, it's they're just thing, being safe so. about it too. Yeah. Because no, exactly. Because depending on who they let in and who they like, favoritism stuff, too. Yeah, that can be a whole different ball. Because the fan exactly. base can be rabid depending on the series. Yep. Yep. Because certain things that have happened over the last year that I've heard that fan bases do. Because like I know for like what Dragon Ball Breaks, they said like death threats to like the. Oh God! Oh, yeah. Don't talk about the K-pop fandom. Yeah. Holy Plus, shit! Yeah, just oh my God! They, they have BT- scopes. BTS. Oh, oh the that's they have scopes. Holy shit, they got scopes. Well, it's I, I'll say it in a very even keel sense. We live in a generation that has never been told no. So they a lot of them get kind of told, like the whole Mr. Rogers comment of, I kind of wish I didn't tell everyone that all their dreams can come true. I'm not saying that your dream can't come true, but it sent this false sense of, well, I can just do whatever I want and it's going to work. That's kind of not how adulthood works. Yeah. Because yeah. being whole, an adult, you have a lot of responsibility, and if something happens, either good or bad, you have to be responsible, not just only the good, just because you only want to deal with the good. Right. I mean, a lot of people think just because I've got you know X amount of subscribers on YouTube, they think I make all this money and whatnot. No, I don't. Not even. Um, I probably got millions of views, but because AdSense and all this stuff, I, I make next to Jack Squat. Hell, I've got friends in the million subscriber range that make less than I do at my regular job. And I don't make a lot. I make enough to live on my own with Maddie in Chicago. But it's one of those things, too, is that don't just assume because someone's a physician that they're able to do it. A lot of people think voice actors make a crap ton of money. And they're like... They're, they're, they, they make enough to get by like type thing. And they also do a ton of jobs on the side. It's not oh, yeah. just Radio like, work, stri- commercials, yeah, exactly. all that Thank stuff. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Advertisements, yeah. So. Well, it's a lot of things, too. They said anime pays the least. 
Yep. Uh, well, Maddie, you just got done seeing uh, Hamilton and one of the actors. Or- yeah, the um, the actor for the Chicago Broadway version. We were just looking at the program book afterwards, and my friend Becca was reading the actor for Aaron Burr. We just got a hot shit. Wait, what? And we looked it up like, yeah, he's done some anime roles. Well, that's the whole thing, too. A lot of anime voice actors tell you to get into theater, radio, broadcasting. Hell, uh, Kyle Hebert, the voice of uh, Gohan and Kamina and all this stuff, yeah. started as a radio DJ. Yep. And that's one of the things that's interesting is everyone's like, oh, I have to instantly go into uh, voice acting. Voice no, acting. no, don't. Anime voice acting. And they're like, good luck because. No, I know like Jax and I, when we talked about like the small voice acting we did, it was just small little internet radio shows yeah. that we did. And it's nothing big and it's nothing fancy, but it's small like little things. People are like, hey, your voice is okay. You want to just try doing it? Yeah, like, no, why yeah. not? So. One of the best ways to get a voice role in YouTube right now is so many people do fan animations and yeah, fan exactly. games. I've done voice work for one fan game that never got published, but it was like three or four years ago. And it's one of the people I've streamed with online. And they're like, hey, you know, I got a list of lines. Can you read them off and whatnot? Uh, I can't pay you right now. It's just kind of a, a, a passion project. And I'm like, that's fine. I have no issue with that. But it, it gets your foot wet. So you can be like, oh, okay. I, I may not have gotten paid for it, but I had practice in it. And you can go in and do that. Or like how Bang Zoom will go around and do the fan auditions like what they've done in Ace in the past couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I was hoping to get to it this year, but it didn't pan it's, out because it's like 1030 each day. And then you have to like dedicate your day each day to it depending on like how you, you do. go yeah. about it. So I'll, I was like, I didn't plan for it that way Now, I did it last year. And I can honestly say it's really fun. But they throw you to the lions. Yeah, I'm sure they do because you're in front of everyone and you're in like the dealer's hall at Ace. And it's not and it's like very hard room. to hear you too in yeah. there. Yeah, so, I can understand if they had like a portable booth, like a little small thing they set up that would help, but no, that's that, actually what they're doing is actually perfect because it's actually making people realize, oh, voice acting isn't just, oh, I'm in a sound booth having a blasty blast. No, you have to know public speaking to do this shit. Yeah, but I was going to say, public speaking works, but it's also very hard. You have to hear, practice your voicing. And hard to hear your vocal range. It's not range. just yeah. being able to imitate voices, actually be able yeah. to have a vocal range. Oh, that's one way that to not too. get a role, is yeah. imitating voices, unless they specifically want you to repeat another voice actor's lines. Kind of like, uh, oh God, what was it? Uh, like Kind of like sometimes Troy Baker, even if he can't do a role, Matthew Mercer will fill in his place because they sound pretty much similar. Now, what was the anime where they had robots that would fly the giant skateboards in the air on the plant? Eureka 7. Eureka 7. Yeah. The, the main character from Eureka 7 was recast after the first four or five episodes, and they put Johnny on Bosch in there, and he was talking about the fact that he, he got put in there. He says he was so hard to do that role because he had to match someone else's voice to a point, and he says the kid made it so high-pitched, and then he got fired or had some other thing. He says it's really hard when you have to go in and match someone else's tone. He says it's much better. He says the further it went on that I got to relax my tone, so it's a bit more of my voice, but uh, yeah, one of the things voice actors will drop out is we, we, don't want, we don't want imitations. We want people who can do a vocal range. We want someone who's like, uh, you can do British, you can do British. You can do Texan, you can do that. You can do Southern, you can do this. You can sound like you're from here, that's great. You have to be adaptable. Right. But yeah, it's like what they have it at Asin, it's just the audio so bad over there. And I'm like, how are they able to hear the vocal range of some of these people? I get it. You're supposed to be able to do it on spot. I'm a theater kid. I get that. But it's the whole like you're fighting the dealer's hall sounds. You're fighting artist alley sounds. Everything. You're fighting everyone else that's sitting in line and, and you're there. You're just even fighting like the general like 
attendance lines because like they have food vendors in there too so like mm-hmm. you're and like just all the random sounds like you have registration nearby too like so like every little thing could like definitely throw you off depending it's, on what's going on it's a pr stunt is what it is it's it like is. we'll go around and we'll get the one person out there for a line but it's you know it's it's interesting but there, are, there are also plenty of websites where you can like practice doing your voice work to get it hmm. to where you want to be hell uh d bradley baker has one set up where you can go and he's got like a giant tutorial of yeah, it's like it. there's I want to be a voice actor.com and then I would Or like Chuck Huber will have his classes. Yeah, or... he, Chuck Huber does have classes, yeah. Doesn't was... Tony Oliver have a Yeah, Tony Oliver also I know has Tony classes. Oliver, yeah. Steve Blum, I No, I mean like Tony Oliver actually has them in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. he does. He comes oh. here. He, they're a little pricey, told... but they are worth it. Yeah, because you're paying you like 300 bucks for a weekend class, aren't you? Or yeah, something that's about like that. right. Yeah. You're pretty much paying a standard college tuition at that point. But the 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 very plain, simple thing of being a voice actor is you either have to live in L.A. Or Texas. Texas or Toronto or New York maybe, but New York's kind of died off. You used to be able to get uh, biddings up there for four kids and a bunch of other stuff, but they don't do that but, much. But, anymore. yeah, those are the no. big three areas now because that's where all their studios are Or Georgia, actually, too. specifically Atlanta. Georgia does a lot of stuff, but a lot of their recordings they do from people's home things. So, like, John St. John, when he does his recording, he's got a personal home recording studio where yeah. like dc douglas does his mm-hmm. in a personal studio but we've gotten off the topic what's yeah what's actually the... surprisingly we stayed on topic kind of oh, because wow. we yeah. were doing industry we were specifically yeah. doing industry yeah so so the next thing yeah. the oh, next thing uh, would be some a couple of things um masquerade that's always gonna Brad, be the you got that covered yeah. concerts music movie viewings cosplay chess which a lot of conventions don't do but specific ones do they used yeah to, I know I think it used to be really popular back in the day just like cosplay wedding which is also underneath it so that's why I'm also and throwing that in charity right now. auctions and then we, we did charity auctions already well kind of yeah kind of we went through like the whole game yeah we've already <laughs> oh shit why do I have this page anyway so, so anyway so cosplay chess and cosplay weddings, we can kind of combine those because those used to be really popular back in the day, and they're kind of seldom now. This this cosplay weddings is actually going to come up at least twice, so be ready. <laughs> uh, speaking of cosplay weddings, too, we have a bunch of people asking if we're doing one next year, and I'm like, yeah, I have other maybe? friends who have been in the cosplay Fingers scene, crossed. And, and they're talking about like they started talking to me about organization 13 so i was like are you guys doing a kingdom hearts wedding and like i'm i'm not sure because they were asking me about about it and i was like you guys because they're bringing the kingdom hearts i'm like if you want to do kingdom hearts wedding, do do your kingdom hearts wedding i'll support you but it's like i'm not sure what people are trying to do but certain couples do certain themes hell i went to one where it was near halloween it was pretty much halloween weekend and they asked during the ceremony if you showed up in cosplay it had to be formal attire so yeah. something that would look like you're dressed nice but during the reception, people can come in regular Halloween costumes and whatnot. And it was a Disney-themed wedding. And all the bridesmaids were different princesses. Uh, it was very Tangled-themed, so they had all the lanterns. And whatnot. It, was, it was a nice little thing. It was one of those ones that if you don't know what cosplay is, you can come to it and be like, oh, okay, I get this. This is cool. And then you're not like weirded out of, like, why is a kid doing a Naruto run in the middle of the ceremony? Or... <laughs> Got a Naruto run into Area 51. If anybody <laughs> has any, any objections to this wedding, oh, well, no. Naruto's running up the aisle. All right, that answers that question. Well, hell, as long as we're on the point of cosplay weddings, uh, I might as well say out loud the one who did 100% confirm that he is going to be at our wedding. Uh, one Albert Wesker's voice actor, DC <laughs> Douglas, is going to be, for a fact, at our wedding. Hmm. Because cool. uh, that is actually how Maddie and I met, was through DC Douglas's panel. Oh, okay. And it, Maddie's a big fan of, uh, of uh, yeah. DC Douglas, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I am... yeah. 
Uh, I see story, that smile over there. Yeah, too much yeah. Douglas love. It, it, it's bimming. <laughs> well, it was the whole like I, I was trying to date a different girl at the time, but she was a DC Douglas fan, like Wesker, and that's how we met Maddie, and it didn't work with and her. John. Well, that's how I met John, but it was like it kind of came a full year later. But Maddie and I were still talking, and we're like, oh, okay, you know whatnot. But you know, some of the adventures we got on with it. But there is talk about the fact that DC Douglas is legally ordained to marry. Oh. So there might be a talk of, hmm. Wesker's marrying you. (laughs) Wesker will be. Of course. course, uh, Seven minutes. Seven minutes is all you have to get married. (laughs) It could be worse. I mean, I could do it. I'm I'm legally ordained. I'm legally ordained as well myself. So (laughs) I'm going to marry myself. Yep. I mean, technically, all you need is an entire thing of spaghetti at your wedding, and I can do it, but. Well, see, it's interesting, too, is that uh, my uncle is also uh, a regular minister. So my mom's side has been like, well, you could going to let your Uncle Mark marry you? And I'm like, I'm not um, against it, but, but, but this is better. Yeah, no, Wesker bar none. My whole thing is I'm Pasifarian, so it oh. kind of is a whole different ballpark. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that also brings into play the bachelor party. I'm, gonna, I'm pretty sure he's going to be there for that, and I'm going to get a group of men. I'm not sure if whether or not I want to do it safely the weekend before. Oh no, get shit house the night before. No, I, I don't think no. my, I don't think my future father-in-law is gonna allow me that. Yeah, I don't think my dad would allow that. And her family, I think, has the means to hire someone to go track me down if I do that. This we'll get true. Mark. Get, get oh. a bounty hunter on you. <laughs> <laughs> so what? All I have to do is run faster than an eco car can go, or something. There you go. Hey, Good. don't forget, Mark used to be a Chicago detective. Yeah, and Mark hurts just walking a certain distance. So, <laughs> don't get me wrong, the dude's super cool, but he's getting a, getting a little up in age. It's all right, Mark. We love you. We oh. drink plenty of scotch. There you go. Oh. No, but cosplay weddings. Cosplay weddings. We have charity auctions. We already talked about that. Cosplay chess. We talked about kind of. There's also another thing that goes into the realm of cosplay chess. That would be the old um, Mario Party style events. Oh yeah, those. those I those love also, those. Those, those are always thing. fun. Yeah. Because that used to be a big thing at Yomacon. I don't know if they still do it anymore. It's what? It's Thursday night. They don't they do? Or is it Thursday or Friday? They do the late night Mario party. Yeah. It, it used to be that way. I don't know if it's still that way. But I know one of my friends, uh, Arthur, he used to be like a reigning champ over there. Because he, he played it like almost every year he went. Well, didn't it used to be you had to pre-reg for it because it filled up so quick? I don't yep. know because I've never been to the panel because like I've always since I've gone to Yomacon I've worked it so it's like I haven't been able I've had a chance to be able to go to it. That's why I don't staff a lot of cons anymore because I, I I miss actually you know like you're at the con but you're like oh I have to work I can't do that so mm-hmm. it's like you like to interact so you get your favorite cons you're like okay I'm not gonna staff that one I'm gonna actually yeah. go to that one you get the ones like I have nothing to do there I'll staff that one yeah basically. Yeah, for me, I personally just love staffing all cons, or at least doing something. But yeah, you get to do guest handling, so yeah. that's always fun. Like, last year I worked at SunaCon. This year I didn't, obviously, because... We missed you. We I all know, missed you. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm it's gonna, fine. Why are you shooting at Jax? Everyone's shooting at me. I'm not. I'm just saying no. we missed you. Next I'm, year I'm, de- I'm debating working We're dunking on him. Everyone's du- Everyone <laughs> has dunked on me at least once on every episode, and I'm all right with it. I mean, it happens to me, too. Everybody gets now. one. Yeah, we're not going to be at Kitson next year because we're yeah. doing AX. Well, I was going to go yeah. to Doki Dokan because my hot pepper panel got uh, inter- got invited to there. But like, oh, this nice. is right after AX. I couldn't go. Yeah. I couldn't get the time off of work, basically, like the way I wanted to. And I had to catch up on everything still because oh, yeah. things changed. But was it? Uh, yeah, Macy May Art does all their stuff for Doki Do, and Maddie keeps talking to me about it. Uh, but 
Yeah, I used to live. If I had a, if I'd still been up in Battle Creek, right by Kalamazoo, I probably would have gone to it. Yeah. But it's a little bit of a distance to drive for a small con. Yeah. Now there's just on the same light of the Mario Party uh, events. What about like sports-based events like laser tags, LARPing, uh, Nerf style? I mean, yeah, that, that's been pretty big at least at Ramen Con near us. That's where yeah. that mainly happens because they have had the laser tag, they've had the Nerf stuff. Or they, and they have the LARPing over or there. Or the too. little oh what was it? It technically was like a Mario thing, but they had like it the was little the Mario tricycles. Kart with the tricycles. That was yeah. fun. Oh. And I I got it one year. We we won one of the races. We're like, no no no, you cut past the thing, and I'm like, what do you think you do with Mario Kart half the time? So there was a little loop. Yeah. And these tricycles are so hard to pilot. <laughs> I shaved off a foot by turning quicker than I should have, and it goes oh I to disqualified. I'm like. Have you ever played Mario Kart? Play Mario Kart 64 and talk to me about Rainbow Road. (laughs) Then tell me which. At least I didn't just drive through the middle of the course. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yay, I found a course. (laughs) Just, oh, I had three mushrooms. Screw you guys. (laughs) Of course, that was the one, too, that we got a photo of me pushing you in the tricycle, and I'm wearing shorts, and some guy randomly tagged me in it, and he goes, I don't know what this guy's on. Jesus Christ, he never misses leg day. And you just see my legs down there just like just bulging as I'm getting ready to push her. And I'm like, I kept on slipping the damn thing. Oh, I mean, I work mine out too. I don't skip leg day either. So, <laughs> tree trunk leg. Yeah, exactly. I know, right? Just be like Ida from My Hero. Never skip leg day. Never skip leg day. Ida is leg All day. the cows. Ida is the spirit of leg day. <laughs> or hell, was it uh, the laser tag events? They always put it like two in the morning. Yeah, no, it, like, no one's gonna have yeah, energy there. Yeah, Nerf, oh, Nerf is also really early that. in the morning, but yep, rooms packed and people are still going at it with Nerf and laser tags. Yep, if you build it, they'll come. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I kept trying to talk to Chris about us doing a live action Fortnite one year where you take boxes in there and you actually have to build your bases instead of having pre set up. Ooh, that would be interesting, actually. Yeah. I mean, like, there's nothing on the field, but there's boxes set out and you have to go and fold them up and build your thing. And make, like, your fort for defense. Yeah, that'd be neat, actually. That'd be a neat take. There's a mistake happening in the works right from what you just said. I know. Because somebody's going to bring a pickaxe. It's not. I'm not. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you could do a pickaxe easily. You just get a pool noodle. Yeah. And that way, if anyone gets whacked with it, it's a pool noodle. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, no, no. We're just going to go to Lowe's <laughs> and go get him a pickaxe and put it in the middle of somebody's the Somebody's going to do it. Just... Oh, no, no. I know this. We've, you and I and uh, all three of us here have all cosplayed long enough to know there's going to be that one dumb asshole that's going to show up yeah. with the real thing. Let's talk about I the Punisher the cosplayer. And I have the actual saw. <laughs> like, well, when Full Metal Alchemist first came out, remember how Ed had that trident? Yeah. yeah. Someone in Anime Iowa showed up one year with an actual, like, trident. He bought it at some hippie sword shop that was real. Now, Anime Iowa used to allow you to have real steel. Yeah, they did. Within reason. Like, we're not yeah, asking you to be extent, able to, yeah. like, harpoon a bitch. Sword. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, I remember when Sephiroth cosplayers walked around with the actual two-scale metal Masamune. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I want that. That's pretty. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. Cosplay Masquerade. Oh, yes. Now, Masquerade, for a lot of people, that... Is a you whole know, different ball of Yeah, that is, that is not a... That might as well not be part of the convention. That is his own beast. Pretty I every mean, year. even at Anime Expo, that's a ticketed event that's that big. Yeah, so. it's going to say you have to have a reputation to actually get into the AX Masquerade online. You have to be able to show you have enough clout to compete with it. Because I used to compete in the Masters class on cosplay. And if you don't bring your fucking A game, you are you screwed. You are wrecked, period. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like you guys all have decent stuff, and if you can excel at certain things like that, if you got the body frame for it, go for it. 
if you got it to where you can look like a character to a T, like a lot of your cosplays, you got it to where you've got that, like, wait a sec. It's convincing enough. You're just kind of like, okay, that's good. If you can get someone to double take, you know you're doing your job right. Uh, yep, yeah. and that's what I mainly specialize. <laughs> but, but that's the whole thing, too. It's like uh, I, I, I like to do a lot of YouTuber cosplays, yeah. and I'm bigger than most of the people that have cosplayed as, but I have gotten people to double take. Especially your Aaron Hansen. Well, yeah. it, that's the whole thing, though. You do your cosplay to get someone to go, wait a sec. Hold if on. you get someone to double take, you've done a good enough yeah. job. Yeah. And now that you speak of YouTube, I actually want to bring up a panel that my group does. So some panels are actually kind of based off of like YouTube shows, but they're repurposed right. for, for a convention setting. And basically, uh, I have a Hot Pepper panel group. And so, I've, so, so, so I've it's, seen it. Yeah. So it's exactly like Hot Pepper Gaming, but instead of, instead of a gaming show, instead of gaming, it's panel. That's nice. I think the first one I stepped in on, no. you guys were using water. And there, uh, no, we use milk. I don't think we use. There was milk. one I came in on, and I'm not sure if it was you guys or whatnot, but they were using water. No, no, no. You know why I use water? We, That's the I, worst thing. Yeah, because we we have we have milk, we have honey, we have bread, and I know we have tums. Almond milk works really well. Yeah, I'm about to say I can't remember if it's milk or almond milk, but we we do have one of the two, um, and we have a whole gamut of peppers. But I know like stuff that we've done to like, in addition to to like make it different from hot pepper gaming is like. We, we've tried doing, like, debates after eating hot peppers. We've done karaoke after eating hot peppers. And it's, instead of just reviewing, we, and, we, and we've done up to three hours of doing that. But, but Oh, we, but I feel we, so we, bad we, for we, your guys' rectums afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ba we, Taylor's we, we, poor we, bunghole. We, we have bathroom chats. We're like, I'm in the bathroom now. I need someone to talk to. <laughs> I need but, some emotional support. Yeah, yeah but, but, but like, we tried to do, like, an hour to two hours now because, like, the, after we did the three-hour, we're like, yeah, never again. That's too long. Way too well, long. Well, you don't want to do too much because you're going to wreck yeah, it. Yeah, but, but we did that one ramen kind of like, yeah, not again. <laughs> well, how, what was it? Uh, have you guys tried the spicy cock noodles? Spicy oh, cock I don't noodles. think we've done that, but I know we've done, like, Dave's Insanity Sauce, and I know we've tried, like, different other types of like hot food that's not peppers, but I don't think we've done that one specifically. It was it was a popular thing like a year or so ago, and it's 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 basically ramen noodles, but they're like super hot. I know they're exactly not insanely like ghost pepper or scorpion pepper it's hot, hot enough, but they're hot enough that any rookie person would kind of be like, oh, I'm suffering yeah. a little bit, yeah, like and, me. Yeah, and we used to do audience interactions and like we used to try and have them do like a minute one but people kept on trying to do like the hottest ones but we had them sign up you later gotta, that they couldn't do the hottest yeah ones. you have to be very careful about that yeah, you exactly. gotta screen that yeah. because uh they we were trying to do a charity thing one year at, at anime st louis and i said you know if we raise so much for this uh, i'll eat a ghost pepper and they're like no we can't have you do that i'm so just that's like a, that's a health risk and that can be yeah and i'm just kind of like but exactly. i'll sign any waivers that i was stupid yeah yeah so. basically I hereby sign my life away because I am a yeah, derp. Like, like basically, right, we'll have you sign it. the waiver, but we're gonna let you eat the hottest pepper because, like, we, like we, we actually had a lawyer look over our document before we. Yeah, had you gotta be very careful waiver. on that. Yeah. So. Devils in the details. Yeah, you guys yeah, ever heard of a restaurant called Who Hot? Yes, actually. No, I haven't actually. It's a giant hibachi-style restaurant. And I'm not talking like Asian sushi, like any kind of food you can think of, and it's all like cold form, like regular raw meat and vegetables mm -hmm. and whatnot. And you plate it up, and there's this giant kind of conveyor belt style hot plate table that you go, you put your plate on there. But they've got this table of like 60 plus sauces. That so sounds beautiful. It is amazing. It's and good. I think it's kind of like Iowa based. 
Yep. A little bit more Midwestern out that mm-hmm. way. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, is it kind of similar to... I'm uh, trying to remember whose birthday I went called? out for that is for. Is it similar to like BD's kind of? Kind of, yeah. Okay. So we, one of the years I was staffing in Miami, Iowa, uh, we always have like, we do a hibachi at the end of the weekend, but our friends are like, we need to try hoo-ha. So I did photography staff. So I mean, uh, that's one of the most flexible staffing you can think of because you can kind of do what you want as long as you get your photos taken. And so I'm like, I'm starving, I'm hungry. So we're going to go out there and say, all right, it's a, it's a buffet. It's about 20 plus a person, so I'm like, I'm going to eat my fill. So we went out there, and I love hot stuff, so everyone's like, yeah, try it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to try about mid-range on the hot stuff. So you, you kind of plate it up, and they cook it, and but it kind of cooks down a little bit. So you're like, all right, I'm eating it. I'm like, it's good, but there's no heat on this. So I'm like, all right, maybe I didn't put enough stuff on there. You know, may, most places be like Taco Bell's, like, we got ghost pepper grillers aren't really hot. So they're they're far from it, actually. (laughs) I went up there, and then I tried about a 7 on the heat scale, and I doused my food with it. And I ate it. I'm like, okay, there's a little bit of heat on this. It's not too bad. I said, I'm still hungry. I'm going to have a third plate. And my friend Mia's like, you need to go up there, and you just douse it. Maybe that's cooking off too much. I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. I go, and I take a number 10. And then there's like a ghost pepper sauce, and there's this insane scorpion sauce, and I just mix all three of them. Because I've got a scale one to ten for heat, and then they have all these other flavors. And you're like, why not? Just and go you have off. Doomsday Rectum Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, yes and no, yes and no. But uh, I, I mix it all up there, got it cooked. It was so good, and it was a flavorful heat. It was hot, but you could taste it. I'm like, this is really good. And I was kind of making my nose run a little, but it was enough. It, it kind of pained the mouth, but it was good. It was that, it's that hot, delicious. Yeah, exactly. It's it's because it's the good hot, not the painful. Hot. Most most of the hot's like, oh, we're just gonna put a bunch of vinegar in here and it's gonna be hot and it's not gonna taste good. This, this tasted good. So I had a mouthful of food, and Maddie sat next to me and friend Mia sat next to me. They're like, oh, that looks really good. It smells really good. And they took chopsticks, and took pieces of food out of there. Oh, no, I see while I have a mouthful right. of food, <laughs> and I'm in my mind, I'm like, well, I was gonna warn them not to eat off my plate, but well, can't. And I'm trying to finish chewing my food, and they already put it in their mouth. I'm like, well, too late. And they're like, oh, this is really. And Mia's my, chugging water down, and Maddie goes, "Well, it's not too oh. My face just turned red because I finished my mouthful of food, and I said, "It'll teach you from not eating off someone else's plate." So I need to start doing <laughs> that. But sharing is caring. Yeah, well, buddy. you're the one that got to suffer with that. All right, suffering. I that friends is the commercial. best, apparently. <laughs> so since we've actually jumped into panels, we have done, and Caleb has already yeah. jumped in, jumped his portion in. How about you? Yeah. What panels, panels do I've you done? do? Uh, I always do like an intro to uh, duct tape and prop making. Uh, I do a panel called Yummy Yugi Reads Erotic Yu-Gi-Oh! Fan Fictions. Yep, We're working on one right now called um, The Chocobros Read Erotic Final okay, Fantasy Fan, fan fictions, fictions, which is our next edition. I always and do is a... Is that featuring Lava or not Lava? Uh, oh. It's going to help... It's going to have Lava might be helping writing a few of them. Mm, okay. um, I've already talked to Carissa, their agent, and she's like, uh, I, I think they would very much like to be part of it. So if I can talk to any con staff on that next convention they're going to be at and whatnot, um, who knows? There will be video of it. Um, to a point. To a point. To I an understand, extent, yeah. I understand the legality <laughs> yeah. they have. Yeah. Um, we have one that we do every year where we do the escape room for Ramen Con, which is pretty much a giant uh, escape room slash LARPing panel. Uh, this year we're doing two six-hour blocks. Uh, I can't tell you much beyond the fact, well, I mean, everyone else here knows what's going on. So those listening to the podcast, 
you should come to it because this year's theme is aliens, not Area 51. I'm talking about Ridley Scott aliens. aliens yeah. Where you get to Xenomorphs. Xenomorphs, you get to fight them. Uh, we actually have escape rooms. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love escape rooms, but some of them can get boring after a bit. And it's like, yeah. okay, I gotta it's solve the same this puzzle. Thing. Yeah, it's, it can be repetitive depending on the theme of the room. And we everything. do escape rooms where you actually have to combat stuff, where we take LARPing and escape rooms and combine them together. And this year we have the first ever permadeath. Mm-hmm. So, but we have also instilled a wait, look, hide or listen system. To where you can be alerted that was a sound you choose to hide or not. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We got it written up. A lot of people want us to do the Area Fifty One, and I'm like, no, that that won't age well. But um, God, isn't that event supposed to? Ha- is it the actual Area Fifty One supposed, supposed, supposed to happen the, the same we- weekend? It is supposed to happen <laughs> yeah. that same weekend. Uh, <laughs> see, the funny thing is, I'm one of the cosplay guests that weekend, so I'm gonna come there in kind of an Area Fifty One style outfit. I'm like, well, recon went well this weekend, guys. I'm gonna have to be gone for a bit, but. <laughs> Check out the panel. Yeah, I would say Jackson, I will probably be cosplaying there, and then I, I knew I'll be cosplaying for the Hot Pepper panel. I need I don't to know dress up our, as a Kyle. Well, I went dressed in my Fallout 4 cosplay this past weekend. Lord of man. <laughs> and I'm walking around with my plasma rifle, like, oh, I guess Area 51 worked well. No, ass clapping over here yet. <laughs> I'm just, I wanted to put a sign on me and says Area 51 Recon Kyle number 20. <laughs> No, Kyle. sponsored Nar- by Red Bull. Nar- Naruto no, runner number no, no, twenty. No, no. Sponsored by Monsters. Monster. Monster. You gotta have the power of Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Yep. So uh, I can talk about. I, I know I talked about my one panel. I talked about the hot pepper panel. All right, briefly. go for it. Um, so I, I mentioned the Dagorapa murder mysteries for a bit. Uh, I've done. We've done like what three or four of those over the years. It's been a bit since we've done them, but we always we did it based around the first game. We didn't really do like Dagorapa season two and three. But we talked about maybe bringing them back and doing the cast for those games and getting the cosplayers ready for that. I know we did one super drunk, which was really fun for us. <laughs> what was the name of the bear from Dungarump again? The black and white. Uh, Monokuma. Monokuma, yeah. A little asshole. <laughs> what's, that, what's that pink, the pink and white bear? Oh, I can't remember her name. She's in the second game. But, you know, no, but she's she's like the good version of Monokuma. For... Are they really good? No, not really. <laughs> it's not, not really. <laughs> Dungarump, it, it, everybody a, dies. Yeah, except, except for the people who live. Who I won't spoil. I, I know who lives and, and dies. But yeah, it's yeah. it's the whole fun of playing. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. Doki Doki. Lives. And then the other panel I've done briefly uh, is I taught Love Life Dances because I was part of a Love Life Dance group. And then, oh, yeah. Uh, so because we learned the dances, we did one where we taught the dances that we learned to a, a room of people. So, and then we actually taught the whole dances, but you can do parts of dances where you just teach like the main part of the dance. I've seen that right. done as well, and that's something you can do. And we did that for like two hours, and we, we did like four or five songs. It was, it, it was an ordeal. It was fun. So Also, the female uh, Monokuma is Monomi or Usami. That's what it, it is, Monomi. I would say it, it's, it's something along Mono. those lines. But I couldn't, they all begin with Mono, Mono yeah. or Mono to a degree. And then I, I've helped Soy with the various plannings at SoyCon when he was doing SoyCon and, and doing the events for that. But that's about it. I just made sure things ran smoothly around that way, too. What about you, Jack? What panels have you done? Oh, God. Let's talk about the drunk years. All right. So. <laughs> what, well, drunk years, you're always drunk. You, that doesn't stop. Let's that, start with that Rick first. for life. We're going to talk about drunk years. Does anyone ever remember the League of Disposable Ninjas that went around yes. in the mid-2000s? Yes. Do you remember what number you are still? No. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you're talking Same about. Same here. It was something that started back in 2005 just as a practical joke, which uh, ended up turning into an evolution panel of it. Oh. Because I started in 2006, but I don't think I heard of it. And I also took a break. It was more of an Iowa thing that I found out later kind of branched off. Uh, The cosplayer that started it then is, uh, you've met him, Maddie. He's the guy that cosplays Uncle Iroh. 
and he does the Uncle Iroh's tea panel. Oh, okay. I know that. I know that panel. But they used to work as gophers for conventions, so it was kind of a helping hand. They were disposable ninjas, and it was kind of when Naruto started popping into the thing. I think it was disposable ninja one seventy eight something or something. <laughs> so to those who can't see, Jax figured out how go, this whoop. how his seat went down. Yeah, I swear to God, if you flip and hit the microphone. <laughs> Show's over, guys. Bye. <laughs> Did that pick up, Ilya? I'm curious. Yeah, we're talking to you. Yeah. Oh, shit. We were just talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even paying attention. They're just like, fuck it. They'll do their own thing. Are, are you even keeping track of the time? I'm curious. I know what time it is. I've been keeping deep. track of time because no, it's 1.50. No, okay. I'm charging you in food, so your time's good. Oh. <laughs> and that's that's the best kind of work. I was going to uh, say, uh, big shout out needs to go to audio text or yes. something like that. Because <laughs> they're the ones that always do all the work that's too frustrating for us to do. <laughs> Usually, I'm the one that does the editing. This time, not so much. But, all right. So, for the panels that I've actually done, I've done quite a few. Um, What's a panel? Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. Shut up. <laughs> I just showed up to a room and did a thing, and people were like, yay, he did the thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't talk about what I do in other rooms. You have to pay me for that. Now, so for the panels that I've actually done, I've done improv panels that I literally got dragged into at the last nanosecond. And was told, hey, do this character. I was that guy where it's like, I don't know who the fuck I'm cosplaying, but I'll do it anyway. But that's a whole different fight. I've done introduction panels. Um, me and my friend Millennium Knives, we both did a panel specifically about the introduction of prop making and the materials that go into it. And teaching people that you don't have to spend a billion dollars to just like vacuum form or buy warbler and stock you can actually do things with stuff that you can find in your local area and your neighborhood. And it's Yeah, common household items. You yeah, need common to household items, some more advanced items, yeah, exactly. cardboard, oh, yeah. War, duct tape, all Warble that. Warbler Wonderflex is pricey. It is. Yeah, a lot of materials can get super pricey. And then you're like, yeah, my yeah. wallet. But, yeah. <laughs> There's been character introduction panels that I've done, anime introduction panels, um, intro to anime entirely. I've done a panel on that. Um, but my personal favorite one was the one I was just randomly dragged into. And it was also the way I got introduced into Homestuck. <laughs> so, ah. yeah, fun story about that. I was wandering around, not going to lie, drunk, and one of my friends that I just met at a different cosplay panel was just like, hey, do you like Homestuck? No, what the fuck is that? Oh, <laughs> well, if I put you in a costume, can you come and do a panel with me? Sure. Why not? And they're like, we'll pay you in Fago. Fuck yeah, I'm down. Let's do this. <laughs> so I get dressed up in all this gray makeup. They put a wig on me that looks rattier than my normal hair at the time. And for some of the people that knew me back in the day, I had a lion's mane slash ragged hair of head. Oh, yeah. And That you did. Yeah. So they put another wig on top of that, put horns on me, gave me a horn and a bottle of Fago and just said, just be a drunk juggalo on stage <laughs> and just be chill. That's Gamzee to a T. And I'm like, dude, that's me on a Tuesday. Let's do this. I so, still ne have never touched a Fago, and I oh, still never will. You, no, no, you're fucked in December. So, I still love the comment of Fago, and you guys have been talking earlier this week. What's Fago? And I always hear Gabriel Iglesias was like, oh, that's white people Fanta. <laughs> yeah. So well, I call it a poor Coke ripoff because I, I don't yeah. think it's, it's a Michigan thing, it, though. Yeah. yeah, it really is a Michigan thing. So I go to the panel, 
everyone's asking me, oh, Gamzit, I get shoved in the shoulder. Oh, that's you. I'm like, what? And they keep asking me different questions. And apparently I'm answering things spot on without even trying because apparently Gamzy was just this character that just didn't give a fuck. And I, at that point, didn't give a fuck. I was already paid in Fago. I was good to go. So most of the time I was just answering and like ass-backward riddles and honking a horn, and apparently that was perfect. And then they were like, oh, you should read this webcomic. All right. And I didn't stop. Good shit. So speaking along the lines of uh, doing cosplay and not seeing the character yet, uh, about 2013, I got asked to be uh, Dean from Supernatural with a group of friends that were doing a Supernatural group at Gen Con one year. And I heard about it. I hadn't seen it yet. I had time to watch one episode. I was like, okay, I like Dean's character. It's a closet cosplay, something I could easily throw together. Yeah. And they told me right off the bat they could pay me with pie. <laughs> I love pie. I love you apple see pie. Where this I is didn't going. realize the fact that Dean's mad. I mean, I know now, but uh, we went to the con, and most people realize a lot of cosplays like guy characters don't like girls. So every single supernatural cosplay at Gen Con that weekend were all girls, except for me as Dean. So we get there. The girl that wanted me to dress this was someone was trying to hit me, hit on me at the time. She's well, you know, I was kind of blindly oblivious to it. Yeah, Everyone else is. was not. Yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> but she's like, oh, you know, here's the pie. Wait, we got to go fetch other people. So we're waiting for others. I'm sitting there. I'm hungry. It's the middle of summer. I'm hot, and I'm like, I don't want to leave and go get food because we're at the Indianapolis Convention Center. It's packed. But I have an apple pie in my lap. I'm gonna eat it. But she didn't bring me silverware. So I had to get creative. And I said, well, my hands are clean. I just got done washing them. I'm just going to eat the pie. So I was trying to be creative. <laughs> and then it gets messy after a bit. And I started eating the pie with my hands. And after about 10, 15 minutes, people come by and start taking photos with me. And I'm like, oh, okay. They probably see that I'm Dean. All right, whatever. And I picked up enough that they were from Supernatural. So it was like Cass and a couple others. And they're like, oh, it's Dean. We're going to take photos. And after a bit, it started happening more often. I'm like, Okay, why is this happening? And one cast came up to me and was all like, you're the dean. I'm like, what do you mean I'm the dean? I'm like, oh, we keep hearing about there's this, this guy dean walking around. Come to find out later, people were going around going like, oh, my God, there's a dean just sitting in a corner eating an apple pie with his bare hands. <laughs> we all have to go take photos of this. And then later on, I realized, oh, my God, how meta it was. It's kind of like that. I'm just yeah, like, that's exactly what And they know. came back, and they were like, what are you doing? And I had the whole pie gone, and I'm just like, I'm hungry. I got to go wash my hands. Why are people are taking photos with me? Why? I have no idea, but I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll go with it. So, yeah, shit, shit gets meta when you just randomly get introduced to a character, and then it's like, oh, it's literally me. This works. Yep. It terrifies me how that works sometimes. <laughs> That's a lot work that way. Yeah. Now, since we're actually on the topic of just randomly getting dragged into panels, let's actually talk about the niche. Niches and cliches. Yeah, thank you. Niches and cliches. I, I, I could you, not fam. say it you. to save my life. But yeah, let's talk about the niches and cliches of convention panels. This is my personal favorite topic because not only did I ask you before you yeah. came in, yeah, you but did. I also posted this online to multiple different accounts. Oh, and God. Holy <laughs> shit. Do people agree? <laughs> with Yeah. Everything we are about to say, at least someone will agree with. So the biggest niche that we've already talked about to an extent is an Ask a Character panel. And the panelist knows nothing about themselves. 
Or they make it an ego trip all about themselves. One of the two happen. A lot of conventions have started banning them. Yeah, because they're too common, and then like every series has one, and then every series has one. That's like your whole entire convention, and everyone's oh, gonna get God. bored of that eventually. Well, it's like I'm not gonna. It name kills this. variety. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna name this one convention, but we were hearing about. Wait a minute, 21 panels of this one fandom. You don't need that many. Like seriously, you don't. And most of them were asking character panels, and I'm like, that just screws everybody else. Were they over. all the same series? Yes. How the flying? Yeah, it was. They had like twenty plus My Hero panels. That's crazy. You don't need that. That's many. as bad as I during the Hitalia like, era. I can see uh, like two or three. Hey, but like, hey, Hitalia uh, was my thing. Manny, the first thing I got introduced into Hitalia was a bunch of preteens playing Suck Face, wearing old school, not like costumes. They took old school World War II attire. Oh. And they had an old bomber jacket that they just spray painted numbers on the back of it. No. And I'm and as, I'm speaking to someone as relative of a veteran. I'm kind of like that made me cringe. I get the fact it's supposed to be shtick, but you also have to realize you're kind of treading on territory. That's you're treading on some dark territory. Yeah, you might also some risky area right there. Or yeah. the cosplayers that will dress as Nazis. Yeah, it's funny. And I'm no, like, the the story about the Hitalia Hitalia cosplayers that were all dressed as Nazis that went to a Jewish restaurant. <gasps> No, Ooh, no. I mean, they think they're being edgy. Wait, that? But was, that's asking to get your ass beat. There was yeah. a, I remember a story I went back. It was like an anime Boston, and there was a Italian photo shoot going on, and then all of a sudden, people were starting to do the sneak pile, and like the other cosplayers like, wait, what the heck is going on? And then you see it, they're just like, I don't even want to be part of it. So you just see some of the cosplayers really with their hands and their heads going, why? Yeah, there's just some cosplays. I mean, I get the shtick of it, but it's like you don't see me going and dressing as the Nazi regime from Helsing. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of like that's cool and all for show, but it's yeah. okay. I don't it's do like, that. It's like it's like we talked about earlier. It's like you want to you can be in character, but you have to know your limits of being yeah. in character. Like, it's like I just really because... wanted to cosplay Han. Oh, sorry. Oh no, no, sorry to make that wrong. I really want to cosplay Hans from Helsing, but I don't want to cosplay a Nazi. <laughs> Well, hell, even Team Four Stars says they've run into some issues since they do Helsing and Bridge. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Lanny Bator does, I think, the Hans voice for it, and he's like. I walked out to a panel. We're talking about Helsing a Bridge, and we're, we, we knew we were kind of hitting on some jokes that were kind of a little borderline. And he's like, come on out. And then he had one of our audiences started zing-hiling me when I got out on stage. He's like, oh, oof. Mm. Not acceptable. Not acceptable at all. Now, also at these Ask a Character panels, uh, there's usually that one person where it's all about them. Yep, the ego tripping masters. Yep, I can attest to that because um, I was part of I've been part of two Ruby panels, but the first one I was ever a part of, the person running was not too concerned about trying to make sure everybody in the cast interacts, but more so, it's all about me. I'll make dirty jokes because they're dirty and they're funny. I'm like, yeah, no. you always have the people that over talk everyone and you know don't under. Kind of like here, we got four people right now, but we're reading the cues of the fact of who's talking and who's not trying to interrupt the other, and yeah. you're not sh- shout talking over them or. No yeah. one's holding a shiv underneath the table this time. Brad, yeah, I'm well aware of you and your shiv powers. Hmm? I have no shiv under the table. Right. They're in a backpack over there. Shiv. It's Chicago, I understand. Right. The backpack. It's a backpack. Sure. I call it a food container. Exactly. No, the food container's in the car. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. That has medicine in it. Yeah, that too, but also food. So we've got the ask a character. What was the next one? All right, the fetish panels. Those are the oh, fun boy. ones. Oh, boy, there are a lot of those. That's very 50-50. No, I agree with that because you have some, like the intro to Shibari panel, that is always a hit. That one's good. The one that Nabashim does? Yes. Yeah, that, that one's that really one. good. Actually. He's a really tiny, quirky little dude because he'll 
he'll, he'll, he's like one of the, he's a big industry creator uh, with what um, Excel, oh my Excel god saga. he does Excel Saga he does uh, was it Puni Puni Poemi yeah. yeah yes and he does a couple others but he also has inserted himself as a character but he always goes to, he's a very 100% guy when you meet yeah. him but he's also a sassy little bastard too because yep. he'll sneak around like a little ninja and go in areas he's not supposed to. I've heard the stories. He is the best. He is the best guest ever to come to comms because it is always where's Waldo or where's Afro at that point. <laughs> well, hell, uh, we got to. Uh, he always had that panel in Anime Iowa every year, but I'd always staff and I couldn't make it to it. So one year I got enough seniority that I could pick what my slot was, and I said, you know. Uh, the girl I was dating at the time wanted to go to the bondage panel. I said, all right, you know, fine, I'll go to it. And Because I always ended up having to take evening cosplay photos. And I says, I want this hour slot free so I can go to it. And got in, and I'm ex-Boy Scout. So they teach us how to use rope and everything else like that. Well, I got in there, and he says, well, we need an example. And there was a girl in a cow kigu <laughs> up there. And he very broken English. He's like, uh, we need an example. Someone come up with rope. Uh, know how to work with. Tie. And no one came up. I said, well, you know what? I can be here for about 10, 15 minutes. I'll go up. He goes, uh, he hands me rope. And it's like actual store grade, like climbing rope. Yeah. He goes, uh, uh, how you would tie her up? I'm like, hmm. He says, so do I have permission to move you in? And she's like, yeah. So I was like, all right, get on your back. Put your, and he's like, why? And I took her arms and legs and I like cow hog tied her. Because yes. it's like that. Well, I mean, it's pretty much the way you do yeah. that. And he goes, Oh, oh, it's very different. Uh, it's how you roast the beef, and I'm like, <laughs> sure, yeah, I guess you're that works. Wrong. Yeah, you're not exactly wrong. But it's like I actually tied it secure, and the girl's like, I need help getting out of this because I went. Because there's help been because when you do it when you're at scouts, you don't think I've never had as a scout leader had to tie up twelve year olds that think fireworks in the middle of the fire pit was a smart idea. We had that at survival camp, but that's yeah. a whole different ball of wax. When you got to secure them to a tree so they decide to cool off a little bit. We had one kid took a bunch of bottle rockets, cut the sticks off, and threw it in the fire and uh, thought it was hilarious as we were all oh going in. Oh, God. Yeah, a bunch of them not going anywhere. I mean, because it's not like it's going to hurt anyone, but it can injure. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's going to kill you is what I meant to say. But Yeah. It might blind you, but yeah. you're not dead. But yeah, yeah. you have the, the, the fetish. Uh, fetish panels can either be hit or miss. Handled well or ugh. Now, when I say fetish panels with this one specifically, because you have the great introduction panels, you have the demo panels, you have the, what was it, the burlesque panels. Those are really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you have people that don't know what the flim flam flying fuck they're doing. Because I've been to one where someone was like, oh, I'm going to do an intro to impact play panel at a fucking anime convention. Wait, what? Yeah, and... This person is literally dressed up as Ness from fucking Earthbound and home run batting people, saying that that's the proper way to do it. I'm like, no, I, I so, don't think that's no. how that works. Wait, wait, wait a second. This sounds like a stunt work panel. How the hell is this a fetish panel? That's what I was trying to figure people out. People getting off on getting hit with a bat? Come live in Chicago. Go to the south side after dark. You're good. <laughs> Shit. Come to my house. Pay me $5. I'll do it. Shit. I like how people go like, why do you dress in casual clothes and you drive around work? There, I, I, I check properties all around Chicago. Big dude like me that people think I'm collections, I'm not going to get anywhere at a certain time. No shit. So You might get robbed. God, that sounds like a real quick way to get yourself kicked from a con. What happened? Yeah. Well, you broke a con attendee's arm, but it was for the panel. No, no, I don't think it was. Right. And it's just like, 
it's the same same level of issues. You have people that don't know what they're doing. It's an ego trip. It's not only dangerous. Well, actually, it's three different levels of dangerous. Yeah. You might. I'm supposed to say dangerous. I'm say it's all about yeah. them and satisfying their kink more than. It was. They saw something that. interesting on it, so I'll repeat this and not practice or research this at all. Right. Basically, I saw it on YouTube. Th- nothing bad should happen. I'm gonna pull a Logan Paul. Uh, oh oh God. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, no, that one that actually ties into speaking of the that next, actually ties into the next one. People not understanding personal space at uh, well, panels. let's just talk uh, about having basic movie etiquette at a panel while we're while we're on that because basically personal space. Not talking on a phone, like not like bringing up your screen in front of everyone. It's like it's fine to record the panel if it's like we all remember the age of glomping. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. No. Speaking of the dude with the nest bat, <sighs> fucking Yowie paddles. The era of Yowie. Oh, We're yeah, gonna have a whole episode based. When on that, that first shit. came out, though, it was like, oh, it was a love pat, and then it got to the point where they were literally Extreme like knee breaking, cracking people with them. Yeah. Like, like that's just. Crazy, ridiculous. Prohibition era gangsters just coming out the woodwork, breaking your knees. I saw, um, oh God, I can't remember what she was dressed as. I don't know if it was in the age of, I'm cosplaying. It's just a schoolgirl. It's a cosplay. Uh, girl straight broke it on her boyfriend's back, thinking she, was, she wasn't Ouch. maliciously doing it. She thought she was being playful. He didn't agree. But you just kind of, you, know, you hear is a crack and we're all outside and you're looking on over going like, what the hell was that? Oh, I actually, oh, that hurt my spine just thinking of it. Did you ever backyard wrestle? Yeah. Yeah, you and I both. Yeah. Uh, I had one, I had like a small, like, it wasn't a dowel rod, but it was like a piece of fitting board. It was about an inch by half an inch by about four feet long, broken on my back. Those things oh. hurt. Yeah. I can only imagine what a boat paddle feels like. Shit. Imagine an oak dowel rod about yay thick. Yep. Sword fighting. That's just me hurt thinking It's painful. About it. Yeah, I can't. And they think the it's kinky. No, it hurt no. like a bitch. No. Some no. people it is. Some no, people... no, I know. I'm talking about Some the Some people do girls. find that kinky, but... but They're I, like, I oh, it's my husband, though. <laughs> ah! Oh, my knees! No. My leg's dislocated. That's all right. Just yeah. snap it back Who in Who needs plate. movement? Right. You can have pain. No. Uh, actually, since we're going into the adult side, there was one that actually was brought up recently, oh. and this was... Uh, brought up online, I asked a bunch of people okay. to actually give me an answer. Okay. 18 plus character panels doing lap dances and deep throwing bananas and super uncomfortable and really awful to be an audience uh, member. Uh, I saw that and I had to sit back and go, what the fuck? I know exactly what kind of panels they're talking Same about. Here. I have an idea of what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, then discuss it, my friends. <laughs> um. We'll let. We'll let uh, Caleb go first. Why do I have to go first? Because Fine, you're the host. Because I was going to say, mine's probably going to trump yours a little bit. So I'll let well, I wasn't planning on trumping anyone. Look, but no, no, no. I mean, these humble like, braggings I'm not... that I'm not even no, no, part no, of. No, no, no. This is a humble brag. This is, this is not a humble brag. <laughs> this is, I've, witnessed, I've witnessed one that was so extreme, you're just yeah. like, holy shit. Because, like, there are 18-plus maid cafes where they do, like, the lap dances and stuff like this. Well, yeah. And, and, and they're, they're technically considered panels because they take up like a panel room right but and i've seen like the lap dances and the stuff that they do in there and that and it, and it gets to that level i haven't seen like the deep throwing a banana but i've only seen the, the lap dances uh, and the other stuff 
I mean, deep throwing a banana, does it surprise me? No. Have I seen it personally? No. Yeah. I don't want to. There's a there's a panel called The Quest that no longer happens anymore. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, one of the first I got to, The Quest is pretty much a scavenger hunt. They don't tell you ahead of time what it's supposed to be. You show up and you go with what you have. So we went one year, and uh, I will not say what convention it was at. Um, but the quest is uh, a couple years ago had to be shut down because it got so extreme. So you get in there, and then they have a list of things, and you're all paired up in teams. And whatever team gets the most points at the end of the night wins. And I think they got like free ice cream or something. I don't know. It, whatever. It's, it's, you get it's a like, prize. It's yeah. like who's lying. It's Some not really innocuous worth... prize. But it's a panel for a lot of drunk people go to. So we went one year, and it was Pokemon. And uh, a lot of it's shock value. So you got to get up there quick. So it might be we want a guy to dress in women's clothing. We want a girl to dress in guys' clothing. Or it might be you're out on a Pokemon thing and you need uh, fresh underwear or something like that. And you had to go up to stage and show a pair of underwear. And you couldn't just be like take your pants down a little bit. There were people that would be like, I mean, technically all you had to do was do that. But no, 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 no. That was, that was too little. There were people literally dropping trow and walking up there. <laughs> So they got down to where, I mean, like, literally, I was at one time in that panel, and like I said, it's a panel for drunk people, walking around in my basketball shorts underneath my jeans I was wearing with a woman's dress tied around my top with Jeff above my head screaming. That's how extreme <laughs> it gets. And their final thing was is that the top two teams had to pick one player from each team, and then they had to do a strip-off to two of the judges on the stage. But they didn't say it before. It says, all right, these are the top two teams. Pick one player from each one, all right? And one was a guy, one was a girl. And then it's like, you each have to pick a judge. It's like, okay, now you have to do a strip tease for them. I mean, that, that was the panel. What ended up being was the last year of the panel was people were pretty much, everyone feels like it has to be a one-up thing. So it just gets worse and worse every year because people went to the one before, they're like, oh, we have to just go that much more hardcore because we want to win with bragging rights. Uh, security for the convention center was monitoring the cameras ah. and saw the fact that people were actually on stage in the panel room. The panel room's all locked up and there's no windows to it. It's just stark ass naked on stage, what looked like they were performing sex acts. And uh, you, they're just like, no, uh, no we have to shut this down. Can't do that. Well, what was interesting is the convention director didn't realize it was getting that extreme. He knew it got a little out of hand, but he's like, he's like yeah, no, that's. So they've kind of dumbed it down for a PG-13 one that's a little bit more in keel, but it's like you're just kind of like, wow, I thought I've seen everything. And you go to that panel, you're just like, whoa. I guess not. Going to the next one. I can't one. believe we've gone this long. I, I can. Um, <laughs> we rambled on way too I was going to say, much. we're almost near the end, aren't we? Yeah. yeah we're pretty close. We've, well, we've rambled a ton. So we have people not understanding personal space. We have game show ripoffs. We talked about that. Yeah, line. we did. Quiet um, So next thing is people who like to be informative, but they're the most monotone person ever. Oh, my God. Oh. It was a scary game panel. We went to a colossal last year. The guy was like, he knew his stuff, but he was so fucking boring. <laughs> because, because basically you want to be the cool substitute teacher, basically, is, best, how, I wanna, is how I want to describe it. It's basically... You want to know the topic well, and you want to be informative. You want to be excited about it. You don't just want to be like super monotone and be depressed about talking about a topic that you really like, essentially. Just have this a personality. The, yeah, exactly. What the guy sounded like, he's like, all right, well, we have uh, Silent Hill 1 over here. It's on the PlayStation, and uh, it came out this year. 
We're, we're at ben a, Stein we're at a, has more personality. No, we're at a late night colossal say. panel where yeah, everyone else is swimming Stein, or drinking. You want more personality? No. That. And I'm like, scary <laughs> game panel. It's awesome. He goes, yeah. And, um, and then this game did this here, and everyone in the room's like, <laughs> See, it's like you put people to sleep. Is it done? I know, right? No. One of the best examples I can give you is there is a comedian that did an entire history lesson that he called "Assume the Position" with Stephen Brule or Wool. I'll link it in the description. But his whole thing was he was teaching all the history that they never taught in school. And it was funny as shit. But I still remember 80% of what he talked about because it was funny as shit. Because he got you to listen. Exactly. And that's how a history professor he should goddamn you. Yeah, do you, you, want the, you want the class to listen and be attentive. You don't want them to like fall asleep during your lecture. Because that means yeah. like you're really don't, being too informative about the topic. Don't be. And this is the medulla oblongata. No. Welcome. shit like that i will go to sleep too but if you actually give me a reason to pay attention i'll fucking do it in a heartbeat welcome to the best bikini car wash i'll hit you i swear to christ i'll hit you i'll pay you (laughs) i'd like to talk about magical girls today how magical are they (laughs) moist (laughs) Wet. <laughs> You're not allowed to speak to either one of you. In a world where Jax hits bus with bricks because we're being too much of a smart ass. <laughs> in a world. In, in yesterday. But, but no. like that that entices people when you're talking like monotone or not doing a funny voice like you just you're just like losing people or yeah. or maybe if one one example I had on the opposite end of the spectrum is yeah you want to be have a personality but you don't want to sound like you're being obnoxious or cocky because yeah there was one panel well we always make it happen to go to this panel just because it's so bad it's hilarious it was just basically one guy and it's the same thing every single year it doesn't change it's basically how to write a story panel except. He takes art, doesn't credit the artist, first of all, and basically goes just like, well, this is my story. These are my characters. And if you write a Mary Sue, you're a terrible person. And you're just like, I'm taking notes on this. Like, legitimately, we're taking notes on how much of a cocky asshole this guy is. I'm taking is. note on where he's walking to in the parking lot afterwards so I have to listen to this <laughs> panel next year. <laughs> hey, uh, IRT's walking around. Did you guys see someone beat this kid senseless within inches of his life? Nope, but we don't have to go to the panel next year. Yep. No, I'm kidding. Don't actually hit people. But <laughs> Don't, yeah. We need to get on to the next topic because I think yes. we're kind of killing too much time. Yeah. yeah, I know. Now, there are three... Well, ego trips we did talk about. Yeah. yeah. There, there are a couple that we have left. So yeah. let's talk about shaming for leaving next. Now, there... There's are, a good way to do it and there's a bad way. Yeah, yes. basically. That's oh, wait, what rephrase I mean. that again? Shaming, shaming people for leaving the panel. Oh, okay, the okay. So basically, some panelists will be like, hey, you're leaving the panel. And then so like... There are some reasons why people shame people for leaving, and that's like, hey, I got someplace else to be, or like, hey, right. I didn't like the topic matter, and I thought it would, but yeah. and you gave me fair warning at the beginning. That's one thing. But if you're shaming someone for like leaving the bathroom or for like a medical emergency, that's kind of well, not yeah, you got to understand within yeah. reason on that. Exactly. So like, uh, one that we go to quite a lot is uh, DC Douglas, the uh, 18 plus fan fiction show. And he very clearly states at the beginning, he says, all right, if you're going to be here for this, there's 18 plus, there's certain words that are going to be said, certain interactions, mm-hmm. you're either here or you're not. And this is a show, don't leave midway between because it's rude to it. If you have to go to the bathroom, you should have been enough of an adult to use it before this right now. 
If not, go now. If not, he says, please do not leave in between or whatnot because you're going to ruin the illusion for everyone else. And so if you have to, that's fine. But I'm going to call you out in the middle of the audience as you go through. And he does it in enough of a manner. But, yeah, I mean, you got to understand, yeah, if someone gets hurt or falls over or they're too drunk, which happens. But it's really rude to leave in mass midway through a panel because you're, yeah. you're kind of ruining it yeah. for the person to put up. Well, there was like there. one time my mom and I, we were at a convention. It was starting to get really late. I'm like, we got to head home. And so it was a little Karibo panel. And about people were leaving and little Karibo and his wife were like, why the are you leaving? And at one point we left, but he didn't say anything to us. And we wish that he did. Says, "Why the fuck are you leaving?" And my mom says, "It's because I'm fucking old." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, yeah, you gotta understand too. When it's near the end of a panel, you're like, oh, okay, it's getting near the end of it. I understand because people have other panels they're trying to go to too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's like, hey, I gotta get ready for like dinner. Or I have another plan. So there, there, there it's are like other there's things. there's reason there's like reasons like logical ones that we would understand. But if you're just gonna be a jackass, don't. Yeah. Well, hell, what was it? I was telling uh, everyone in this conversation earlier this week that for the podcast, uh, I have a uh, panel called Let's Play Scary Games. And we had one night where we were playing, I think we we're playing the original FNAF or Slender or whatnot, but the room was packed. Uh, 200 plus people in there. And we were down to the last thing. And we were t- I think we we're trying to find the amount of pages. I, uh, but it's like we were so engrossed in it. And I had staff come up and tap me. And they're like, hey, uh, uh, we don't want to. We don't want to alarm you, but you're going over the time for your panel. We were the last panel in the room, but they were getting ready to clean up. And I said, "Oh, I'm I'm really sorry about that. When we're done with this here, we'll get on with this." Like, no, 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 you're good, you're good. I mean, a lot of people are engrossed in this. We just wanted to get cleaning crew in here. Why? Someone puked in the middle of the panel, and I'm like, "Oh, everyone was so engrossed in the panel they didn't even didn't notice the person, the person puked." puked. <laughs> and it wasn't the side; it was the middle of the room. <laughs> And it was someone got so drunk, I think they got spooked, startled, that they just puked, and it oh was no. like, whoops. <laughs> hey, I wonder if it'll make Manny go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't. So what's the next one, Jax? All right. So we've done shaming for leaving. Um, my personal favorite one, that cosplay group. That one is a little bit of a wild card because we've talked about it or hinted about it, but the cosplay groups where it's like, oh, it's the new big thing. Panelists want to be so the first one to Boko do it. So basically, Boku no Hero right now, if we're going to reference it. And yeah, Boku like no Hero, Hatai, Naruto, Bleach. On, on Easiest that. way to call it is the redheaded stepchild. Yeah. It's the new popular it thing. It's, yeah, basically. Yeah. It's one of those things that you want, you, you know you want to go to a panel for it, but you want to go to a panel for it where they fucking know the goddamn information up to date. Yeah. Not just, oh, I like the character because of how they look. It's like, actually, do you know the characteristics, their personality, the history with them? Yeah, have you watched right. the show or read Do the you know, like, little, like, niche trivia that a lot of people don't know? Like, there's yeah. freaking YouTube videos dedicated to that shit. Oh, yeah. I get it if a series coming out and if it's, like, a sequel. So, like, I'm guilty of it on Yu-Gi-Oh! a bit when, like, the new character come out. You're like, oh, I'd like to design. And you go out and make it. And you're like, oh, you don't know anything about them. I like, no, but I'm going to learn it. Compared to the, the age old, like, oh, well, they're just dressing up as that character for attention. And like, that never happens. Yeah, it does. If you've yeah. been in a cosplay long enough, you know what happens. Yeah. Tumblr, Tumblr proved that thousandfold. Yeah. But I mean, usually if I'm if someone cosplays something, they're going to take time to learn about the character. Something right. So they can pose correctly and learn about like their character's mannerisms and the like. Hell, there was a Deadpool cosplayer I came across when that boomed. Called him Wade Wilson, and he just didn't know who the fuck is. Like, what? Wait, I'm, really? How? I'm just kind of like, I'm like, oh, look, it's like, I love your Wade Wilson. And he's like, what? I'm like, how? Hi, Spider Man. Like, you, you could go with that. And then What's up, Peter Parker? Parker? I'm Parker? like, come on. What's up, discount Spider Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
Uh, I'm not sure if we actually want to. Oh wait, no. Bad fanfic panels. Forgot about that. <laughs> well, we did miss on another one too. But yeah, yeah, that one's a little bit. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> yeah. touched on that a little bit. Uh, that's a that's a wild card one. If we really want to go on that one. Yeah, I know. But see, that's the fun thing too is that we, there were so many bad fanfic panels for years. I wanted to do one that was actually funny, and after seeing DC Douglas's version of it, it was when we did the Yami Yugi. Uh, Yami ah. Yugi reads erotic Yu-Gi-Oh fan fiction. And what's funny about that is you either get people that'll come up and be so embarrassed to read us the characters, and it's so hilarious, or you get the people that'll read right along with it, like bad hentai dubbing is hilarious though. I think that's great. Well, that's the whole aspect of it. It really gets that to work in too, and it's just some of the things where every time they'll read it, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's just we used to do it every you year. Still, you get a different take or different spin on it every time. It's oh yeah. The same. Or it's like, okay, I get it, table ring can be a really hard thing to do, but there was one year that my mom and I, we were on a panel, and this guy was like, such bad table ring. You're just like, for the love of God. Well, not everyone, everyone has different reading skills, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to read on the spot and say it out yeah. loud. Yeah. Some people have dyslexia, other people yeah, just some, some read. Some people stutter, right. and they have their mannerisms. Yeah. So. yeah. It's everything's different. You can't control that, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So, on that topic... Let's actually talk, since we're talking about initiative and cliches, let's talk about what not to do at a fucking panel. Ugh, there's a lot. Yeah, basic movie etiquette pretty we much covered. rounds out a lot of everything that we're going to tell Always make you. sure you have permission beforehand for certain things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, But the big thing we probably want to talk about here is you don't want to hijack a panel, and you don't want to be Mr. Yeah. or Mrs. Know-it-all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a quick way to get a beer can thrown at someone. Yeah. Because yeah. no one likes that person. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. It's panelists find us annoying. The people in the audience find it annoying. If you wanted to run the panel, you should have submitted for it when the panel openings went up. Now, yeah. that being said, there was a couple of incidents where a lot of people uh, um, applied for the same panel. And they got butt hurt so bad that they didn't get the panel that they tried to hijack the fucking panel. Oh, hell, I had that one year when I did the Yu-Gi-Oh! panel at ASIN, and people got mad they didn't get it. They got pissed. Yeah. I mean, or, or if a convention's like, hey, you know, we're not going to accept this panel, then they throw a huge fit at the con, and then like, oh, you should respond to me back at Easter. Uh, like, yeah, that's actually, I think, the next subject yeah. that's going to be on their line. <laughs> uh, like, have reasonable deadlines for when things get accepted. Because yeah. if you're going to request something on a holiday, like I wouldn't be oh. expect someone to be like, Respond right away. Asen used to do that for years. You'd submit in November, and they wouldn't get back to you until like three weeks before. And you're yeah. like, why can't you return to me in like a couple of months before? Because I'm getting a panel badge for this. And then when you get to tell me no, I missed pre-reg. And now I got to go stand in line. How hard is it to say in February your things are full and you yeah. know which ones you're going to do? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's a shit ton of different cons. Like, I'm not even going to name names because yeah. almost every con I mean, you has shouldn't a expect a response right away, but you shouldn't expect a response like six months either. Yeah. It be within like probably within like a month or two. Yeah, you've got to understand yeah. that people that do these con things are also people that work regular jobs, have families, kids, have other things that get, attend the cons. Hell, I mean, we might as well say what your next thing on the line is because I know what it is. That was kind of hinting, too. Yep. No, oh, I mean, we could always talk about the goddamn marriage proposals during cons. Well, we'll get to that. We're already on this point. Uh, the hijacks? No, not the hijacks. No. Oh, we're going to talk about The colossal incident. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have wrote that down. Yep. But it's, it's there, though. Yeah, it is. So, who wants to talk about that? I got it. So, long story short, it panel was submitted to colossal con colossal con is a very large con and it's a giant pool slash cosplay photo shoot con 
and someone submitted a uh, people of color diversity panel. And those are not uncommon. A lot of conventions have them. The problem was is that how they worded it. They, uh, you have to be in this day and age for a lot of conventions has to be very POC friendly. I would always say very politically correct or how you word a lot of stuff. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. You have to be diverse for a lot of things, but you also have to make sure you're not excluding one or the other. And I also understand why both ends got mad. So the panel made it very clear that they were only going to allow POC, people, uh, people of color in there. The convention saw this and was like, wow, we get it. We can't allow that because we has to, every panel here has to be allowed for everyone within a certain range. The only yeah. thing you're going to have to be able to restrain from is like 18 plus events. Everyone should have the ability to attend every panel. Yeah, it should be mm-hmm. accessible to everyone. Yeah. Yes, and that's why the convention got mad on it and denied it. Now, most conventions have what's called a wait list or we like it, but can you fix it a little bit list? A lot of my panels have had that where I did our Resident Evil panel this year and uh, I put it at 16 plus. And the con's like, well, we can't allow it until you change it to 18. And that's all you got to do. But it's, it's going to take you a week or so for them to get back. You message them and they'll get back in a couple days and it just takes up some bounce time. They put this out and it was Easter and they thought emailing the con at 7 in the morning. On Easter Sunday. On Easter Sunday. When people were with their families and or at church. Or, or sleeping. And yeah. got mad and didn't get an instant response. So went on the Colossal Con Facebook page and started doing this huge rant. And it got really messy really Real fast quick. and I, I think at that point it should have been a higher up should have responded to it but someone kind of got i think annoyed that they were getting pestered for probably being overworked at what they're doing and, and it's just i don't think it was handled the best way but i, I think it wasn't handled badly like it wasn't I, the worst way well sorry. it's like it the, could have been way worse. the yeah. only thing i think that was at fault but i think they quickly i think they saw the situation is that one of the staff members made kind of like a smart alley comment about it that didn't that probably was maybe funny in one light, but maybe a little tasteless in the other. The, 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 the big issue was is that too many cosplayers nowadays expect, well, it's my idea. It should be accepted. I'm like, yeah, it's your idea, but we also have to realize it needs to be something that everyone can work with. Not just one subset of people. Exactly. Right. And I get the fact that you want uh, a POC panel. And I that's get cool. it very that's much. That's great because I mean, right. everyone like should be able to be have it equal It sounds like a good idea yeah. on paper, but the way you write it is actually very important. All you got to do is always important. change your description a slight bit, and they would have approved it. And I think that would have worked just fine. It's just like uh, Jax and I will understand easily. I'm not a skinny person. He's not. But I like not. panels that help you work with stuff cosplay-wise for bigger people. And I think those are great. And I have attended several POC panels on this. And I think it's a great way to it because so many people feel like they're cliched in a certain thing or I'm only stuck with these cosplays or the shit they get from, well, I can't cosplay this or they're going to call me racist. Hell, uh, I did Doomfist two years ago. Yeah, I mm-hmm. loved it. Didn't even change anything makeup-wise. Didn't use makeup for it beyond the little white stripes on my cheeks. And half the people were calling me racist for doing it. And I'm just like, what, what the hell? Where, I where's the racist? Like, he's I, cosplaying a character blackface, to a T. Because like, if no. you did blackface, then that'd no. be a whole then, different Oh, no, that's when that's all that's a whole that's other echelon. Yeah. No, then Maddie would have to call me, and I'd have to break your knees. That's... Well, no, it's like, I did this, and I'm like, I loved his design. I loved his robot arm. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And people are like, well, you shouldn't do that. And you should let that be for other people. And I was like, but it's cosplay. I should be able to cosplay what I want within yeah. reason. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, so. I'm going to be an advocate for that to the day I die. Cosplay what you want within reason. Of course. Yeah. Like, uh, that's how Jax and I have always been on the show. It's like, yeah. you can cosplay whatever you want, just do it within reason. Yeah. Like, be in reason and be tasteful about it. That's Ex- all I ask. Shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you got you to gotta work with <laughs> what's not going to get me lynch mobbed. So. No, no, no. Yeah, not even exactly. that. What's not going to get me lynch mobbed and what's not going to get the cops called on me. Or it's like, yeah. I get it. If you want to, like, show off some skin with cosplay, I have nothing to do that. But also yeah. keep in mind, it's a family event. There are kids nearby. Don't be flashing your tits. Yeah, don't break public indecency laws. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing Uncle that. Uncle Midorashi from Naruto. There was that moment where a bunch of people thought it was a great idea just to wear a fishnet shirt and a brown jacket over it and everything would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. No. Or I was at Yomacon one year, and there was a girl dressed up as a female version of Aladdin, had the purple vest, but had nothing over her nips. She wasn't taped in at all. Nope. That and must a, have been cold. And the co- well, we were on the people mover, and a cop was there, and she says, "Ma'am, you do realize that's indecent exposure." The girl stereotypically replied, "Well, apparently it didn't bother anybody until now," and I'm like, "You could get." Ticketed for that. You're yeah, arguing you with can. a cop. Yeah, the cop is having an issue. The with cop it. is being polite enough to tell you to cover. He is up. giving yeah. you the. Oh best. no! It was, it was a female it was, cop. It was a woman. Oh shit! She is giving you the best of warnings. She, she, she's giving you a, a layup to help you out. <laughs> it's oh. it's it, that's the whole thing too. A lot of cosplayers have this air of attitude. Well, I'm not a con. I can just do whatever I want. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. no let's nope. break that immersion now. It doesn't work that doesn't way. Doesn't matter how popular you are as a cosplayer, you still have to follow the rules. There was a Ryoko cosplayer from Kill a Kill one year. They sent that had the transformed version. Yeah, yeah with the underboob. Oh, Junkatsu. And yeah. um, I thought her cosplay was really cool. And I'm like, oh, it's cool. I want to get a photo. And she was drunk as all. And I'm like, but. It, just the costume was yeah. awesome. And had her friend went there, and she's like, oh, I don't know if I want people taking a photo. I'm like, can I take a photo? She said, yeah. And she's all kind of bouncing around. And I'm getting ready to put my camera up to take a photo. And I say this because I've worked with cosplaying for years, and I have a bunch of f- female male friends. Is if you're going to do something where your boobs might break free, secure them. Junketsu will not bite hard enough. She had a malfunction, and oh, I no. couldn't put my camera down <laughs> quick enough. <laughs> Because I do not want to have a reputation of, oh, you know, like, no. And then her friend was, like, careful. I'm like, be very, very careful how you secure yourself on in. Um, hell, uh, the most recent thing I think is really cool is the people that make the fake boobs. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to that worry was, about the under boobs. We were talking about that last yeah, episode. Yeah, I, I, I have a couple breastplates, and then you can have – I think those are the coolest thing because you can walk around, and you don't have to worry about if you're going to get a ticket this weekend yeah. or if people like, are going to – they come off, and then I can show my actual tits, and they'll be like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> who's that, who's that uh, cosplayer out in uh, L.A. that does Tsunade and the one from uh, – uh, Dead or Alive. Said, uh, Dead or Alive that has, like – it does, like, a really, really convincing, like, you'd swear it was a girl, but it's the dude. But is more recent, but he's got, like, the big Tsunade fake boobs he's made, but he puts all his gear in there. So when you see him pull his phone out, he's literally shoving it in the shirt – and he says, well, that's why I keep all my stuff. He actually keeps bottled water in there. So he walks around. But it's like he does, like, a really good job. I mean, I, the, some of this stuff I think is really cool because, like, 10, 15 years ago, that, that stuff didn't exist. You yeah. had to be really creative. Now you've got all these things coming out. And then they even have the pre-ones you can buy for so the girls if they want to do guys that have, like, the chest plates. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that We talked week. about <laughs> all that last episode. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, now, there are a lot of cool workaround options now that you bring them up. You just – 
have to do what works best for you and what's most comfortable and, and or affordable for you. Or hell, yeah. when uh, Naruto Shippuden came out and all these girls wanted to cosplay Sasuke, and he had his one open top, there yeah. were girls I know that would be C cup or higher that would just go through that struggle of taping them to the side. I'm like, no, I'm like, I, I understand you want to go for your art, but that's gotta be painful. They're like, yeah, we're suffering for the Don't. craft. And I'm like, why? Tip, pro tip, please do not use ace bandages. They're not them. using ace. They're, they're doing the, the double tape where it goes off to the side. I know, but even just, just Oh just, God. Yeah. That was like, medical tape. That's still the mm. safest option. Yeah. Finding yeah. Of any type for, for that matter true so we're getting pretty much close to the end actually we are damn near at the end yep we have one last thing to talk about because this just is the tip just the tip just, just, just the tip that's just, just the tip we talked about it what do you mean oh. when i was screaming the entire time i know there was too much goose goose Jax has already given this tip though yeah don't so, smell like con sunday well that too but that that's a given don't smell like con sunday at a panel please don't oh, i don't know what to be Shower. in a hot room with with people that they're stuck in with a panel for an hour or two depending on panel length oh yes so since we're jumping past that point that that's something i'll say every fucking episode yeah. but this is one of the reasons why we brought you two on so we want to know how to set your panels apart from other panelists also known as the polar opposite of what not to do at a panel what to do for a panel I mean, I personally have never ran a panel, but I've been around cons enough to see what you should and should not do. Make sure you try to engage with your audience in a way so it's not just all about you, because what's the point of you just want to hear yourself talk? Right. Practice. Practice, Practice in front of a group of friends. going to be key in any art. I'm, I'll just throw that out right now, actually. Yes. Like, no matter what you do, you want to practice what you're working on. Don't be afraid to use a script if you have to. Yeah. Right. Do not be afraid. Shit, even for a podcast, yeah. we have like yeah. three or four it's, pages it's right points. here. Just. Yeah, we, we, we always have a cheat sheet of notes that we write down that we go through. To, uh, to treat it like everything. speech class. Yeah, basically. I'd always go in and like memorize my stick or my spiel or yeah. rehearse it or... Make it entertaining. Try and ask questions. Try and have interesting prizes if you're going to have prizes for like your game shows. Try mm-hmm. and make sure you're informative about the topic. Or you make have, sure like, your gear works. Yeah, that's yes. true. You want to make sure you're, if you're using audio equipment or video equipment or your computer, you want to make sure you have a working computer, not one that's like, slowly dying. Yeah, just because a con says, well, we'll provide you these cords, have them on hand just in case. Always yeah. come with an HDMI. Always come with an aux. Always come with some kind of power strip. Always come with a converter, actually. Always come with a converter, just in case. Yeah. Because I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people go, oh, well, I have this HDMI, but they only have, like, this VGA port. Yeah. Uh, that's why I keep an HDMI to VGA converter. Yeah. it's I've had that issue with a couple of cons over the past years. They're like, in your description for it, like, what items do you need? And you're like this, and you show up, and you're like, oh, uh, it should be in here. Mm. And just other simple tips like show up on time, be well dressed, yes. smell nice, like just common. Good ten minutes early usually yeah. always yeah. helps. Now, yeah. if people do want to do an ask a character panel, I know it's fun to have all of your friends involved, but try to keep it to a minimum because if you have too many people, it gets too crowded. It six gets... to eight works really well. Yeah, yeah, if, I'd say like six if. to ten somewhere in that. One to two, you can get yeah. away with. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just don't make it a single character that. That's a whole... That's yeah, going to backfire real hard. Make it old real quick. Or get, yeah. it's, the material dries out. Yeah. Um, something that's really nice is that always have something you know that will not for the audience. Don't be like other panels. Make yours distinct. Make yours yeah, different. Exactly. Yeah. 
make yours the reason people want to come back for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to do the same panel again, try and find ways to improve it or add something new as time goes on. You don't want it to be the same panel every year. Yeah. Well, it's like the fan fiction one I do. I uh, always, like, whatever one was the least popular the year before, we scrap that and put a brand new one in. Yeah, that's basically what we do for the Hopover panel. Basically, we keep on changing it every year or we keep on adding like a new theme to it each year so we can or like with brad's uh, let's play scary games panel if like let's say people are not playing fnaf as much anymore you throw in another game yeah i'd always can try and keep an eye yeah on try and keep end. things current to that also right. it's like something new i don't want to put anything in that's like too big like someone can spend 20 minutes on i wanted to put like little stuff in that someone could play for two three minutes and be like oh okay that was cool and then another person gets a chance to go the more people the better so yes see this is why we do this podcast. It's so much fun for this. Yay. And it, it actually is. teaches people. Yay, Holy learning. Yes. I am learning. Are you? I'm SMRT. Oh. All right. So Lower. it's probably about time to wrap things up because it's yes. probably actually so, our longest episode. So, Oh, it won't be the longest. Okay. So Brad and Maddie, where can people find you? And oh, you were saying it's time to end here. things. I was going to be like, and now the end is near. So I face <laughs> the final curtain. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh uh, Maddie, you want to go ahead and say where people can find us? Um, all well, right. For you so, at least. Well, for me, um, I'm Iron Biohazard 03. Um, you can find me mostly on Instagram. I do have a link tree on there. So if you want to find some other places to follow me at, like fan fiction, I have no shame in saying that. Tumblr, I do have a cosplay Facebook page that I haven't updated enough, but I should. But I probably post on Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. And then Brad. Uh, if you want to follow me, my name is Brad Duct Tape Hale on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I try to upload about four to five times a week. I used to do every single day, but I burned you out real quick. I can believe that. I also oh, need to update yeah. my cosplay page where you are the only one. I have a cosplay page on Facebook. I rarely, if ever, Instagram and Twitter are the best way to get a hold yeah, of me on there. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, But yeah, we try and do anything from cosplay convention videos, voice actor stuff, of. I guilty pleasure. I love playing Fortnite a lot because I like the, the outfits it's fun. you get in it. I love playing as John Wick. Oh, I heard they did that, and He's, you can—they have the Continental on it, don't they? They—they uh, they had the Continental on it for a little bit, but they also have John Wick's house in this Ooh, most recent update. I don't know cool. if it's gonna stay. I hope it does. I have never played Fortnite actually. I know what it is. Obviously. Did you ever play Gaia? Yeah, I, I played a ton of Gaia. You know how Gaia Online kind of had that whole dress-up aspect? Yes. Fortnite's very heavy on that. Oh, okay. And I find it a much easier... I, I loved PUBG. I loved some of the other stuff. But to me, Fortnite's the easiest one to get into. Because PUBG was just like, just kill. And that's all you got to do. Well, if you listen to our show, Fate Grand Order is still my money pit of... of a a lot of people like Fate. I understand that. Oh, yes. But uh, Fortnite throws in a bunch of extra stuff you can do. So if you don't want to have to do all the whole battle royale... Yeah, you get like a pass for like... You can do a pass to get shiny things. Like 10 bucks uh, every two and a half months. That's not terrible. No, it's not. Or you can mm -hmm. do like the super one that gives you so much bonus. Uh, they have like battle royale modes. They have like versus modes. They have like the floor is lava mode. Save the, they, save the world. They save have the like a crate... A creation mode now, it looks like. Yes. They have a creation like mode now. And if your level's popular enough, they'll throw it in a section of the game oh, that's called cool. the block. Um, there's all kinds of different outfits, different character stuff. So when uh, Avengers Infinity War went through, yeah, they, they had, had the Thanos, Thanos was there. Yeah. I they had Thanos that was mode. Fun. I got the Black Widow skin. It has no fall damage. So. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, I get ha. That, that joke now. Now. Due, due to reasons, in uh, case people still haven't seen the second part I, of that movie. I, 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 did the, I did that in the middle of I was like, I have Black Widow's skin. She gets no fall damage. Maddie goes, really? I didn't know that. And I jumped off a ledge uh, and I cut She goes, but you died. I'm like, did I? the joke. Did I? She goes, oh, uh, hey. <laughs> oh, man. 
But seriously, thank you guys for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thank this you time. for coming on. Yeah, thank nice you for having us. us. Yeah. yeah, it's our pleasure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know damn well you're coming on for another episode. Yeah. So. I plan to. Oh, yes. So. Ditto. Oh, you have no choice. I have I know. Well, I'm marrying this man, so. No, you kept saying ditto, so I'm like, squirtle. Oh. <laughs> squirtle, squirtle. Squirtle, squirt. Ditto. <gasps> Wait, how do I say Pikachu Pokemon. right? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. I can't wait for Deadpool 3 for the Pikachu jokes. Oh, oh that's going to be great. I just need a Wooloo. That's all I want right now. Wooloo is... Wooloo will rule the world. Wooloo is the world. <laughs> Wooloo is the world. Wooloo does. I can't so wait. Wooloo. I'm thinking of Wooloo and Charmy need to have a crossover. Yep. Oh, She's God. got all her little cotton magic in the sheep, and I'm just like... It's so weird seeing her all chibi-fied, and then they show her as an adult. I'm like, wow, she doesn't look bad. And then, boom, chibi, and I'm like, oh, that's the illusions are so now that our budget has been blown for this month, it was nice talking to you. It was all. well done. I think you yes. guys got every penny's worth. So. I mean, yeah. we fed you I in Triscuits and stuff. I don't think you get any returns back on it now. I mean, the episode's long enough, so I think you guys got your... Hell, you can even probably break this into two parts if you want to. Mm, it'd be the first two-part episode. Fuck it. We've never done that before. That's, That's big. It's big enough. Mm. Oh. It is long enough. And also, I want to say special thanks to all the audio techs. They're yeah, thank you, job. audio people who have been yes. quiet yes. for like Who's been hour. suffering for three hours. <laughs> You're welcome. But yes, it is time to bring this episode to a close. So, I hope that this episode was convenient and conventional for you. We hope you have found it informative, and now you can find us on all these fun platforms. And if you like what you see here, like, comment, and subscribe. Don't forget to check out their Twitter their Patreon, and buy the new Jack's bathwater. Remember, fuck? no herpes with this one. Wait, what the fuck? Don't sue us, please. <laughs> what the fuck?